Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? You already know, my guy. I'm a current log snapper. T-Top 5, man. That's all I'm going to say. We're blue collar. We're hard workers. That's who our fans are. That's who our school is. Clip, what's up? It's Bryce. Loneliness is worse than um, than COVID. <laughs> it's a proven. It's a proven fact. I don't want a stalker, bro. What are we doing here, bro? Just a bunch of dudes sitting in a room talking into sticks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're. The oh. You can't say that. Cliff, thank you for letting me hijack the show. If it wasn't funny, then let's blame it on the duck. <laughs> now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And... You can watch today's show and be a part of today's program by joining us on Facebook Live and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Pirate Radio TV so you can watch this show, The Brian Bailey Show, The Whole Naylor Show, and all of our great pre- and post-game ECU baseball and basketball coverage and soon spring football coverage right there at Pirate Radio TV. We have a packed show for you today. Coming up in just a moment, a couple of generations of Ellerbees will be here in the Pirate Radio studios to recap an awesome ECU baseball weekend as the Pirates take two of three from North Carolina. We'll talk a lot about that coming up in hour number one and throughout today's show because we got a couple of players that were on the field helping the Pirates win this weekend. Jacob Jenkins Coward joins us in hour number three. Dixon Williams joins us in hour number two of today's show. We'll also check in with BB. Brian Bailey, had a, he had a great Keith LeClaire Classic preview earlier today on the Brian Bailey Show. We'll talk about that and more and Blake Harrell how about a little ECU football talk on a Monday we'll talk to the Pirates defensive coordinator coming up at five o'clock so we got we are locked and loaded today we got Shirley Rhodes back here we've got a harp Alex Harper intern Zach is here Sean has a camera in my face (laughs) and uh, we got our Ellerby's in the house, Jonathan Ellerby and the special birthday boy. How are we doing, gentlemen? Yeah, what's doing what, good? What's better than one Ellerby than two Ellerbys? Two Ellerbys. So I had to bring my dad in. Uh, such a big day on Sunday. He turned 87. The Pirates had a walk off over the Tar Heels and a nail biter in the ninth inning. I was like, Dad, you come celebrate and recap the show with us on uh, the weekend on the Unbelievable. show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, as Jackie Gleason used to say, how sweet it is. Any kind of t- any time a win over Tar Heels is great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I couldn't <coughs> believe it. Uh, it was something special. Uh, it's in my top ten. In my top top ten, 10 all time yep. pirate victories. Uh, wow. Throw some other ones out there that are in your top ten. Uh, the first time we beat the Tar Heels. Well, the first time we beat State in '71. And the first time we beat the Tar Heels in 75 in football. Uh, and the wins in football, baseball, just unbelievable. Uh, and the win over NC State in basketball. 
Coach Mack. I was Mack. wondering if that was going to be there. I'm glad yeah, that's in there. Coach Mack will be here Tuesday. He'll be glad you heard. I'm running. I'm I'm running over top tens. <laughs> uh, uh, unbelievable. Uh, I played against one of the greatest athlete, high school athletes I ever saw was Donnie Harris, and he came down here and played baseball and football and and basketball. Uh, he was a three uh, three sports star in uh, in Laurenburg, and the other great athlete I saw yesterday, and this was in warm ups, was uh, Parker Bird. I watched him cover just ninja warm ups now, but he was smooth as a ballet dancer catching that ball and throwing it to first. I gotta hand it to him. He's he's the next greatest athlete I've seen. That's uh, awesome, unbelievable, and the things he went through, uh, just unbelievable. He is an inspiration to everyone, and uh, quite a moment that that opening weekend. And uh, I know he's going to have another moment sooner than later, probably uh, later this season. But uh, yesterday at Clark LeClaire Stadium, it, it was postseason atmosphere clip. It was people hanging all over the stadium, standing up, ups and downs. What a roller coaster of emotions of the Pirates, like, you know, leading the charge throughout the day. Jake Hunter with a great outing. And then, uh, man, the late inning up and down and back and forth and uh even there in the ninth that the pirates tie i mean the tar heels tied it up and then the pirates with some uh ninth inning walk-off magic yeah i mean i felt like the home team was going to win that game whoever was batting last was probably going to win and uh glad that we were the home team yesterday but every time uh first the 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 pirates threw a, a haymaker with with jake hunter and his performance and east carolina able to get out early but then north carolina came back every time the tar heels came back the pirates would put runs on the board it was awesome so many heroes luke nowak hitting his first career home run uh was huge cliff godwin uh showing some stones went three straight hidden runs and they all worked and uh that led to a couple of runs and uh, maybe a little luck but great coaching and some skill involved there so it it was just a a great game from top to bottom and a a great way to end the series Uh, east carolina taking two out of three after a frustrating one on friday well and you got to think about uh looking ahead at the rest of the season that you feel really good about the starting pitching for east carolina baseball with uh, your savage root and hunter friday saturday sunday i mean they they had they had a really 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 good weekend i've got an unpopular opinion i've I'm I'm okay with the bullpen right now because are you going to see lineups as good as North Carolina or Campbell until June? No. Those are the the best hitting teams you're going to see. Our guys are going to get better and once we get into conference play, once we're playing these teams that aren't those those caliber uh, think about how good did our bullpen look against Ryder they shut them down yeah uh, we're gonna see more of that than we are what we saw this week I think from the CCU bullpen so I'm not worried at all about that this is a series they've got to continue yes sir it's fantastic baseball uh, the Friday game was unbelievable even though we lost uh, you're savage I couldn't believe it just unbelievable uh, they got to continue this series. Well, I don't know how many people were in Chapel Hill on Friday, but uh, over 6,000 uh, Saturday and Sunday. So that's over 12,000 if there was 
three or four thousand in Chapel Hill. I, I don't. I, I never caught the attendance number up there, but uh, think of the number of people that uh, watch college baseball in uh, February. And, and thank you, Mother Nature. Yeah. For providing, yeah. uh, I did hear there was a little bit of steady drizzle or whatever in Fayetteville or whatever, but uh, still 6,200 saw that game. And uh, unfortunately, they need to work on getting that uh, Fayetteville game on television. And that was a uh, Fayetteville uh, Woodpeckers deal there that they didn't have the staff to be able to to be able to do it on television. But uh, certainly, just a tremendous way to grow the game of college baseball when uh, if the Pirates and uh, Tar Heels can play that, uh, you know, a non-conference series, three games like that. The box score for Friday has 38-45. Does that sound right, Ellery? I mean, I don't know. That's, yeah. That sounds about right of, of, what, of what could, could go in Boshomer Stadium. But uh, so, so call it four. I mean, so you're talking 16,000 people watch college baseball this weekend and saw if you bought a ticket to any of those games man you saw some good baseball and a lot of and very talented i mean you, the cool thing i mean even yesterday you got for greenville folks got to see matthew mateus uh square up against dixon williams i know dixon's going to be in the studio here in, in a little bit i know you already recorded that it was on live on youtube and facebook but uh that was a cool moment to watch those two guys go go toe to toe no doubt, and uh, and something Dixon said earlier too, and we'll have that interview for you. But talked about the pace and the great starting pitching. That game Friday night was two hours and twenty nine minutes. Have you noticed uh, with the pitch clock and stuff the the pace of play being quicker? It speeded up the game. Yes, sir. Uh, the game needed a little pickup. <laughs> I think it yeah it keeps fans into it more. Yeah, the way it is. Sunday's game was going great until yeah. really sixth, seventh, eighth, yeah. and ninth well, inning. A lot once of you pit- start changing pitchers every two pitches, yeah, yeah, a lot of pitching changes and and a lot of stuff. And uh, you know sometimes I think what Ethan Norby only saw one guy, and uh, you know so that there there was a lot of strategy going on in those late games. But man, it, it was no one was leaving. I'm telling you what, I don't think it, anybody that scanned their ticket yesterday was was there from the uh, to the very very. Yeah. Atmosphere was unbelievable. Yes, unbelievable. It's today's word of the day. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Hey, are you, you just you just don't believe anything. What, what do we need to tell you to believe it? Well, it was a, probably the best birthday I've ever had. Wow, eighty-seven. That's eighty-seven. That ain't bad. I was thinking last year. I'm pretty sure I took a picture. We were in Minji's for your game la- for your birthday last year, and I don't know. I don't know if that went as well. <laughs> I think we were playing uh, one of the top ranked opponents. Like we'll have to look it up on the internet. But I, I don't think I don't think February 25th went very well last year for basketball. I can't remember that far back. But uh, it <laughs> would you believe well. me if I told you you went to Rice and lost by 18 this week this uh, weekend in basketball? Yeah, you can believe that. I believe <laughs> that was believable. <laughs> what about if we told you? ECU baseball won 10 to 9 on Sunday in the ninth inning, Dad. Would you believe it? It's still hard to believe. <laughs> still hard to believe. Ah, I got uh, Old Dominion tomorrow, Ellerby, and then the Keith LeClaire Classic. Great field coming up this weekend. Yeah, excited about that. I thought Brian Bailey had an outstanding show talking to, uh, you know, a preview with all the coaches and, and everything. And uh, the LeClaire Classic is just kind of one of those staples now. I, th- I think it's just, it's really cool that, I mean, and, and I heard you're doing PA on Saturday. I mean, it's actually a chance if people really do love baseball and the weather's going to be decent, you can go out and watch a doubleheader yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, uh, excited to see what East Carolina can do this week. Last week was a very tough opponents. Uh, Campbell and uh, the two losses were by one run. 
And, uh, you know, the, the two wins on Saturday. I thought it was important that East Carolina finishes the week two and two. They did. They stayed pretty much the same in both the Baseball America and D1 baseball polls. So uh, I think it'll be interesting this week to see what the Pirates can do on the road at Old Dominion and then uh, back at home. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the 6,000 plus that uh, filled up Clark LeClaire will get back out there this weekend. That home field advantage is uh, is really, really cool. And there were times that uh, the Tar Heels were able to, to, to silence the home field at Clark LeClaire. But, uh, man, in the bottom half of the innings when the Pirates were rallying, uh, the, the fans were there. And I, I think that was uh, a big big piece to the puzzle, uh, especially on Sunday. If you need tickets to this weekend's ball games, tune in on Tuesday. Ticket Tuesday brought to you by Toby Williams and Sailor Warehouse. We'll be giving away tickets uh, to Friday, to Saturday, to Sunday. Uh, one lucky winner will win a weekend's worth of tickets to the Keith LeClaire Classic. So we'll have that for you coming up on Tuesday. That's right. Toby Williams delivers cell phones to your house or business. He'll make a uh, house call to your home or business and get you hooked up with a cell phone. But he'll also deliver these tickets to you. So uh, if you are a lucky winner on Ticket Tuesday, which is every Tuesday, uh, thanks to Toby Williams and Cellular Warehouse, you can uh, go out to Clark LeClaire this weekend. So uh, be sure you're dialed in every day, 3 to 6 on Pirate Radio Live. Kaz said, I'm trying so hard not to look at the weather forecast this weekend well i'm looking at it for you and it's almost too good to even say can it really be this <laughs> good hold on clip is it unbelievable it is unbelievable <laughs> well see, see if my dad will believe the weather forecast let's let's run it by him first. friday showing a high of 60 low of 51 saturday high of 67 low of 53 wow sunday high of 67 low of 53 and I see some clouds, but I do not see any rain in there. Dad, do you believe the weather forecast? That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> For early March, uh, we will certainly take that. Hey, March. I would like to say uh, they, they are going to have a dedication for Earl Boykin this weekend. Uh, Earl pitched on that 1961 team. Uh, fantastic player. Uh he was really involved with East Carolina sports, and I uh, hope everybody will be there. Yeah, they're going to do a little uh, plaza dedication, yeah. uh, naming rights uh, for, for Earl Boykin, a uh, legendary guy that was in Wilson for a long time, had his own sporting goods store. So a uh, guy that was uh, always a, a huge East Carolina fan. And uh, should should be fun, just another piece to the puzzle for the uh, LeClaire Classic. What else did you get for your birthday? uh yesterday was enough yeah <laughs> well he, he had a big day we 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 well, he, jonathan gave me a nice shirt yeah well, it was it was a pull i got him a pullover from russell's yeah. down in washington it was a, a nice johnny o purple pullover so the way, it's still in the car it's still in the car i told you to wear i told you to wear it today on the show we could we could have had you looking so at some point maybe this weekend with that weather although for for dad that that might be a little too chill you might have to wear it still wear your coat well and, i'm still in shock yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, we, we took him to chico's last night they were oh, so nice. busy after the game last it was like a football game at chico's last night it, it was like i mean seriously everybody was in there in the east carolina gear my dad was in there uh, eating chips and salsa and, and yeah. fried ice cream like it was his birthday. <laughs> Could you believe that? Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I think he had a big day. So uh, we got we got a lot of big things to do the next 364 days to uh, top 88 Man. For, for next year. No doubt, no doubt. Well, uh, it's great to see you. Yes, Talk sir. about a pirate win, top 10 all time. I said yesterday, you know. On social media, LRB, is this a top five game in Clark LeClaire Stadium history? Would you put it in there? You got to go like South Carolina, 
that regional win. When, when Jackie, uh, what was the what Jackie was, Bradley Jr. Yeah, Jackie Bradley Jr. Man, he was one of the fastest, yeah. smoothest runners I've ever seen cover an outfield, and uh, that, that was that was incredible. I mean, even though the Pirates lost to Texas, see, it, people were saying Game One against Texas. I think Game Two was the better game. Remember yeah. Starling hitting mm-hmm. the home run yeah. to tie it. I know he lost that game, but I think that game top to bottom was a better game than the one we won the i mean beating beating nc state in the Uh, jake agnos yes yeah which we kind of dominated that game but But it was a great pitching yeah um you know what was the game where burley came in and pitched uh virginia game was it virginia that that was i mean that was a moment too and josh moylan had a big home run in that game yeah so uh yeah i think it's up there it's gotta be there's been yeah there's yeah i mean i you'd have to get get your get your full list but uh i think yesterday just the way it all played out and uh i mean there you know i mean there's a lot more baseball to be played but i I think momentum wise i think that's a game that cliff and and the baseball team can can lean on for confidence the rest of the season kind of like you said i mean i i think i mean how many more tougher weeks are they going to have when they are at Campbell and uh, have the Tar Heels, uh, you know, only one at home and then neutral site and on the road. So I think hopefully that's uh, that, that's a confidence builder for this for this program and uh, hopefully they can have a big week and uh, I mean a, a sweep this week would be great. Four and zero would uh, be outstanding. Yeah, and then uh, your first five game week next week, Ellery, they'll have uh, VCU Tuesday and Wednesday at home, and then a uh, date on the road at Liberty. So uh, busy weeks uh, coming up. But as Dixon pointed out, uh, no school, all baseball. So he'll he'll take that. Yes, yeah. spring break, <laughs> spring break for the guys. So they they have a tremendous week this week, and then spring break next week. So uh, I mean, I think they're probably in uh, baseball mode as it is. Speaking of baseball, our, our Jungle Nation shirts are going well. They're available had a great event at ube last week we have a limited supply that's still online at pr927fm.com so you can get your uh, number 23 jungle nation t-shirt online that money will go to support mustache march which uh helps fight the 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 als battle that uh east carolina will be growing mustaches starting on friday i know when you have brian bailey on you'll have to see if he's going to get a jump start before friday and start growing his mustache but uh that's a fun t-shirt uh promotion and then also all our guys have t-shirts uh all our nil guys have t-shirts at shimmer boutique and uh they're going to be restocked this week right before the keith leclerc classic so if you've been asking about uh the shirts for all the fellas that uh, we've been promoting uh the shimmer boutique on uh, greenville Boulevard will be restocked later this week and some other exciting news clip uh, coming up March 17th and 18th our Pirate Radio luncheon with uh, John Gordon one of the top leadership speakers in the world who is coming to Greenville, North Carolina to talk to the ECU baseball team and to a a group of folks who purchased a table uh, on March the 18th that event is sold out so uh, exciting day around uh, East Carolina baseball with uh, so much going on just a lot of positive energy and positive vibes right now so uh, definitely excited about uh as we uh, get ready to turn the calendar to March on uh, Friday. We get an extra extra day of February this year for all you uh, leap year babies. Uh, yeah, my niece and nephew were born on leap day, I guess. Are they twins? 29th. Yeah, that, that, they happen to be, yes. Um, I just say it would be really a good coincidence <laughs> if they were born four years apart. So they get a birthday, what, every four years or whatever? Right. So what's that? Still leaping. <laughs> still leaping, yes, sir. They were here last week, I believe. Uh, yes, they, they, they dropped by. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot a family of family affair, a lot of family coming by the Pirate Radio Studios. I met uh, Alex's dad. Yes, uh, I, I yesterday did. I did too before the game. 
yes nice gentleman yes good looking uh what'd you say 55 he's a, he's a young looking 55 he I'll is give him that. So, he is very young but i see the resemblance yes um all right i thought i was gonna talk hey, but hey, i guess we're waiting I waiting know. for that are you jo- joining us on the program yeah my fault my, the microphone fell out of the stand but i'm good now what were you saying <laughs> i said i met your dad yeah hey, he's a, a great nice guy. guy great guy yeah he said uh he's a little light in his wallet after the bail money <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah he left all the finances uh for that situation to me so how's that going think, by uh, the way is there an update on uh alex free alex harper uh, yeah no update i'm uh had to about to fork over some bread for a lawyer but i mean other than that no update so far are you uh did you ever figure out if it was greenville pd or the state highway patrol it was state highway patrol oh man yeah. mm-hmm. the state's after you yeah Mm. Oh, mm. <laughs> Ooh, look at the rope marks. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it, Dad, that one of our interns got caught Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm going to beat the case, though. Would you like my dad to come help you out as your, for your prayer for judgment? <laughs> Any help I can get. If Wes Hines wanted to come help me out, I'd let him. <laughs> now, who would you pick, Wes or my dad? Who do you think would... Uh, at, oh, rep- Mr. Ellerby. It's not even a to, question. To represent you? <laughs> it's not even a question. What was I the- think Wes would forget the reason that, we're, that we were in the courthouse. <laughs> Wes might end up getting you both arrested <laughs> for some for some other uh, statue or, for communicating threats to family members. Mr. Harper, we got you on one count of reckless driving. I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a uh, break in. We'll come back. We got more. Uh, I want to hear Luke Nowak's post game comments. He talks about his first ever home run and also had some comments on the team he likes beating the most, which uh, was good awesome. stuff. Uh, We'll be here at that. Have more for you. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 1 on a Victory Monday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken. The half club sandwich with chips or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, Down on Main is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join Down on Main every Wednesday for half price wings as well from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street on Main Street in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. We're talking baseball. We'll talk some football later on with Blake Harrell. And we will... uh, talk a little hoops between now and then disappointing effort by the pirates against rice on saturday although the best part i I was driving down the road and i didn't really hear the context but i heard michael perry mention the name uh seabass former ecu super fan do you remember seabass oh yeah he came to the studio i can't I, i i had not heard that name or thought about that gentleman in in ages 
uh but to hear sea bass on the the airwaves got me fired up and then east carolina played their worst second half of the season and uh ended up losing to rice back home thursday night against memphis uh so we'll mix in some basketball talk with the football talk and of course uh the pirate baseball talk east carolina five and two need to mention as well ecu softball lrb off to uh, continue their great start to 2024 they are now 16 and one and uh got off to what a 10 and 0 start lost the game since then they've won six in a row and nc state coming up wednesday four o'clock at max r joiner family stadium so hopefully be a, a crowd out there this weekend will be the purple gold invitational so they'll be back home with uh, games coming up all weekend yeah it should be a busy weekend between softball and baseball uh with uh everything going on but 16 and one that is that is impressive that's uh that's a good record to have after 17 games for sure all right uh can we hear some of luke nowak again a lot of heroes yesterday uh pitching wise hitting wise uh, we'll talk to Dixon Williams, who was a hero on Saturday, made the game-winning play uh, over at third to secure the victory. And Jacob Jenkins Coward, a a huge hit uh, in the last inning last night, also got the game started with a couple of RBIs. So we'll talk to those guys. But Luton Hoak hitting his first-ever home run, and uh, he talked after the game about that and the win. How do you sum this one up? Um, I mean, that's maybe the craziest game I've, I've been a part of here. I've never seen that many guys come off the bench, out of the bullpen, and, and just do what they're supposed to do. Like D'Lo, Corey, obviously, like Jake gives us a great start, gets a little fishy after that. But, I mean, I've just never seen so many guys contribute in a positive way for a win, and, and that's what we're all about. And that's, that's what I like about this year's team is anyone can do it. And obviously Bristol like, gets a big hit, and – it's, a, it's just cool to see so many guys contribute at a high level. Walk us through that home run that you hit. Um, really not trying to hit a home run, but first one of my career, just trying to put a good swing on a 3-1 and just just trust it. Haven't had the best start of the um, at the plate this year and just, just trying to trust my ability and, and stick to my approach. So. What is that like? You went out earlier in the game, so like, I don't know. Yeah, that one got in on me a little bit as a ball probably and probably just a little bit antsy on, on that particular swing. But, yeah, just, just trying to stick to it and, and not do too much and good things will good things will come. So. so after you rounded first, I mean, you're skipping around the bases. I mean, what was that excitement level to seeing that thing go over? I mean, it's just cool to, to be able to do it in a bigger spot and and give our team the lead after that. I had I had full confidence in our guys. And, again, like D'Lo goes out there, pitches great, and, we got the heart of our order in the bottom of the ninth. School one run to win the game. I'll take that every time. So, you're a you know, Wisconsin guy. What's it like being a part of this rivalry? There's no one I like playing more each and every year than UNC Campbell, UNCW, NC State. Man, I just I can't stand them to be honest. So just just to be able to play playing games that that mean a lot because you're playing a good team and and we're a good team and. It, it, it's a big deal at the end of the year. It's a big deal now, and it's just cool to to be in meaningful games. That's why you come here. So, man, Ellery, as fans, like as a, a Washington fan, I want the players on the team to hate the Cowboys as much as I do. I know that 
Uh, all of them don't. Hardly any of them don't. Uh, but to hear a guy on the team say, I can't stand them, to be honest, uh, that that fires up a fan base. That well, fires me up. I think in today's transfer portal, and I think you don't get it as much in pro sports anymore because of free agency, that uh, that, that, yeah. they could be, that they could be traded. or, or They're or, all buddies, uh, too. But, so. Yeah, but they could be on the Cowboys in another yeah. couple years. I mean, you saw Dwayne Harris played for the Giants and Cowboys. It's, it had been hard for him to take such a hard stance and, and go somewhere else like it was back in the uh, – uh, 80s and stuff but it it you know as when you're when east carolina fans when, when when you get some players to say you know i mean who does not love shane carden forever because of his tattoo and his flexing and yeah. and in and, and keenan stadium <clears throat> and even at virginia tech and stuff so i mean yeah i mean that's and especially uh Nowak too because i mean he's from wisconsin i mean it's not like i mean he didn't go to like wake forest high school or, or greensboro charlotte or or from conley or rose or anywhere like that i mean it's uh it, it's kind of cool that he came in right away and it's like you know what i don't like those guys and it's and, it, and it's and it's great when we win that's 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 fun had a really cool uh <clears throat> conley versus conley matchup with matthew mateus and dixon williams and i posted that picture uh yesterday lrb from uh dixon and matthew when they were on live at five do you have uh, that with like your favorites or something how did you find that photo so fast uh, i did the old uh at pr 927 fm dixon williams mm-hmm. search boom boom there he is i'm a very good searcher lrb i know how to find things uh but yeah that picture and i showed it to dixon he said man it feels like it was yesterday to be honest but um it's pretty cool to see them face off dixon said hey I, I put a barrel on it they got me out but had a pretty good at bat against them and said it was cool to meet his old uh buddy on yeah the, on he, he did it he had a solid <clears throat> a solid solid hit it was just right to the right fielder yeah. and uh it was fun watching i mean mateus battled there for a while oh I think man the, the, he was pir- good. the pirates got the best of them yeah in the end but uh that, no it was fun i think it uh it was it was a good time it was it was just a it was a fun game and uh, obviously easy to say that when east carolina wins but uh, i think i would probably still be saying it, it was a fun series it was a great series it was a good weekend um anybody that thinks differently it's just it just amazes me like this is what college sports is all about the, the regionalization the you know and 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 having full stadiums people that care i mean i as far as i could tell fan-friendly atmosphere. I mean, it was... I, I didn't see really any craziness or unsportsmanlike stuff going on in the areas that, that I was in the ballpark. So, uh, I just think that that's the stuff that that that, that sports has got to get... College sports has got to get more of. And uh, we'll, we'll see. It doesn't, doesn't seem to be trending that way with the, with these super conferences and no. uh, California and Stanford and SMU joining the ACC. But uh, certainly... Uh, the, the, the atmosphere was very collegiate yesterday, if that makes sense. Um, top story of the weekend nationally in the sports world uh, is a college sports story and something we'll dive into again with Mac McCarthy. I thought we had this conversation with him a month or so ago. Uh, but court storming, and we've been watching at LRB, the Kyle Filipowski uh, injury after the Wake Forest win over Duke from Saturday. And he gets caught up and looks like he's in a tornado. He's spinning around midcourt and uh, something with his knee gets messed. I thought it was a twisted ankle, but I think he said it was a sprained knee or something like that. Uh, but we're going to start to have this discussion again. Uh, should court storming uh, be outlawed? 
Well, a couple of things. I was actually, <clears throat> we, we went, at my, we had some family in town, went out to, had a great lunch at Parker's Barbecue and then went out and then back to my parents' house and was watching uh, the end of that game. Ironically, it was on when I saw it happen. And, you know, Wake Forest hits two free throws and Duke's down by four. So one, neither, no one was really prepared for this court. They knew it. Duke couldn't win the game with 1.8 seconds left. So I don't know what the whole, there was a lot of, unpreparedness going on of that preventable things i think that could have helped this happen but um and i think i may have heard a soundbite with jay billis earlier today or whatever it's like you know i mean you want to prevent court storming but what does sports center open up with when when there's a big when there's a big upset in college basketball they show a court storming. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if there is an answer for this, unless uh, I mean, his answer was uh, the only way I guess you prevent it is if you start throwing handcuffs on all the students that are on the court. But yeah. I mean, I mean, how do, and then you start doing that, and then you really start getting into the finances of it. The people that are storming the court are really paying for college athletics with their student fees. So it can get pretty dicey here and there if you want to start breaking it down. But I, I thought there could have been – they could have been better prepared from a Wake Forest standpoint, and I think the Duke coach could have been better prepared from a Duke standpoint. Of uh, and, and it's unfortunate that, that anyone got hurt. But uh, I, I don't really know what the real solution is, but it's very collegiate to have people storm the court and storm the field after games. Well, I heard one – answer that is definitely not the answer i was listening to pig central earlier today and they said you know the security has got to do a better job of at least giving them a buffer to get the uh, the students off the court have you seen the people and this uh, no this is not the security's responsibility here have you seen the security that works at mingy's they're like 80 year old women they're They're not not going to stop anybody they're event staff yeah they're not security and if i was working if i was one of those people and uh 50 students were rushing to me i would give them the olay and if they that's, fired me for that, okay. That's not part of your job. No, I'm not tackling college students. I mean, it's it's, it's like working at a convenient mart, and when someone comes in and wants to rob, it's like, yeah. here's the money. Take it. Take it. It's not, you know, it's like, it's not worth it. But uh, Yeah, so that is not the answer. I mean, unless you go out and get uh, bar bouncers and expect it to go that way, but you're not going to do that with the event staff that's at these current games. It's not fair to ask them to do that. Well, and I think, I mean, you, you kind of knew, usually when there's court storming i mean it it does happen i guess when there's a buzzer beater but usually that takes a little bit longer and people can get off the court a little bit i think if you do want to have dedicated you could have dedicated real security to the opposing team if you wanted to get them off the court fast i mean you could i mean you could legitimately and i think i mean you see highway patrolmen and stuff around the football teams and players and stuff but like i don't know it's uh and I don't know. It's it's a it's an interesting debatable question, but the definitely the event staff is not going to prevent no. court storming in college basketball. Steve said court storming has been going on for years. Why is it all of a sudden a problem? Well, because Caitlin Clark gets blasted and Kyle Filipowski gets hurt. That's why we're it's a topic. That's why people are talking about it. Um, and, and look, not everybody like not every team gets court stormed. You know, like Duke should be Duke should know that they're a team when they lose on the road. That there's a good chance that, that they're going to get court stormed, you know. So it's like if you're if you're John Shire and like oh man, 1.8 seconds, you're down four. What's more important, get, you know, like you know, trying to get a three pointer and a foul or getting your team off the court? I, I mean, it's just uh, it, Tyler. It Tyler said, "Remember the kid that got body slammed and tased after the West Virginia 
win for ECU in football. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you prevent it. You start tasing all these fools. <laughs> Get your well, tasers at it. Taser handcuff them. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I would love to see court stormings continue, and uh, got to find a way, like you said, to just get the opposing team out of here. Don't tase me, bro. Don't tase me. Boy, that's a throwback. I do think there is enough legit security probably at every stadium to take care of the, what, 15 to, to 20 people that you really need to get off. Yeah. And then, I mean, if, and if it's coming to a head there towards the end, it really should just be almost be, and I've seen it done before, where it's just kind of the head coach and five players that you really got to get off the court. Yeah. At, at, at The uh, coach you, does the wave to the other coach. Yeah, yeah. Get all the handshakes yeah. and all that. It's, it, there's, there's almost some certain, I mean, when, when the game is not within reach, it's kind of like, all right, let, let, if they're going to storm it, they're going to hurt your own at that point. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see what Mac has to say coming up. Where do you uh, think he's going to stand? What did he say before about a month ago? Uh, because we stormed the East Carolina stormed the court yeah. when, when Mac was the head coach and uh, defeated NC State. I don't remember what he said, so it'll be a whole new conversation for right. me. It, yeah, well, it, it's, it's it's right in the front of the uh, topics to discuss right now, and he he should have a really good valid opinion. We also had the closest NASCAR finish in years yesterday, which I had. Did you see that LRB? I did not. It went right down to the end, uh, so we'll talk a little NASCAR as well. I think uh, it'd be interesting to see what Coach Hud thinks of court storming and uh, field storming when he's here on Thursday. Because he, he, I'm sure he would have an interesting opinion of stuff. I mean, he's he's probably seen many in his day and been a part of some as well. Russ said we need to bring in the National Guard. Every like potential upset, National Guard's got to be on standby. Maybe, maybe Duke needs to hire its own security. Mike P said free chicken sandwiches if you don't storm the court. Start enticing kids not to run on the court. Um, you may, maybe what you do is you take free pizzas to the top of the arena. And they, they do the opposite of court storming. They, they rush the top of the arena for free pizzas. Uh, if ECU Memphis, beating Memphis is not a court storming worthy opponent, but I mean, if ECU wins on like a last second shot, I'm sure Zach and his bros will be out there storming mm, the court. Right? I don't know. He's, he's kind of waffling. He's kind of waffling over there. What do you think? I don't know. You with, don't know what? With the way they talk on Twitter and stuff and the way they think they have an ego with such a good team. They might deserve it. You're going to prove their point by rushing the court I'm against a crappy Penny Hardaway. team? I'm going to tackle Penny Hardaway. <laughs> I don't care about rushing the court. I'm going for Penny. You're going straight for the Penny? Going straight for Penny. Find a Penny, pick it up. <laughs> then you and Alex can be in jail together. Yeah. That'd be great. Can be cell uh, cellmates. Boom. <laughs> All right, Ellery, good stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, once again, exciting news: John Gordon Pirate Radio Luncheon sold out. Uh, we got our Jungle Nation T-shirts available online, pr nine two seven fm dot com to support Mustache March and uh, all the guys, all the baseball players, their t-shirts restocked this week just in time for the Leclerc Classic. They'll be at Shimmer Boutique on Greenville Boulevard. So lots of fun things going on at uh, Pirate Radio right now and uh, certainly more to get to in hour two and hour three is uh, baseball and uh, football on top. And I see Jamie, our resident Indiana fan in the chat. How about this one's for you, Jamie? Coming up tonight on Pirate Radio, Big Monday, Wisconsin at Indiana. 
live college hoops on pirate radio what does that mean it means march madness is getting close and we will be your home for the ncaa tournament and uh, the final four and we've got a huge march madness promotion coming back in march we are going to excited about that folks a big winner we've teamed up with our buddies at cuccinella's and uh, your chance to be a winner in march madness coming your way starting in a week or so so uh, certainly lots of fun on tap each and every day thanks for being a part of it you old pirate radio live fans will remember when we used to seed the entire field uh, we'll be doing that once again this year so you'll have a chance to get a, a freebie to Cuccinella's and also have a team uh, that can go further in the tournament and go to the Final Four championship and win even more goodies. I mean, and with this day and age where 16s do beat ones and all sorts of madness that could happen in this tournament, uh, there could be no... There's You're always a winner because you win at least something, but uh, your, your team could be a 7, 8, or 9, or 10, or 11 seed and still make it to the Final Four. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, I'll answer Scott's question about my hat, and we will see what the chat gang is up to on this Monday. More to go in Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up Hour 2, we've got Brian Bailey and Dixon Williams, Blake Harrell, and Jacob Jenkins Cowart. Hour 3. More to go after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure 21 and older only pirate water why be yourself when you can be a pirate now back to the show welcome back hey pirate nation when you're on the way to see the pirates play this year be sure to stop by shimmer boutique on greenville boulevard and pick up one of the new brand new uh custom t-shirts from the ecu baseball players there are new custom shirts restocked by uh, from Car- uh, Parker Bird, Jacob Jenkins Coward, Dixon Williams, Ryan McChrystal, Wyatt Lunsford Shinkman, and Danny Beal. The t-shirts are available now in both youth and adult sizes and only at Shimmer Boutique. Live out of town? Not a problem. Just message Shimmer on Facebook or Instagram or call the store. Get one or all of the new shirts today at Shimmer and look sharp in the jungle this baseball season. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, Shimmer, Shimmer, y'all. Shimmer, yam, Shimmer, a. Well played, sir. I don't know. ODB. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. All right, Shirley Rhodes is here. Alex Harper's here. Zach Lewis is here. Chandler Honeycutt is in, here. In the house, baby. Uh, let's check in with the chat gang real quick. I haven't done that yet here on a Monday. Steve said HMMFs, HM to you. Perry says hello, Pirate Radio peeps. Hello. Jerry said hello. What's up, Jerry? Jamie says hey now. Pike is in. He liked the stream. Thank you, Pike. Everybody hit the like. Tyler, any truth to a five on five basketball game versus those other guys across town? Mm, nah. Nah. I've talked about such things off the air with name redacted and whatnot. Uh, Pirate Zach says, oh, look, fake Jersey guys here. Oh, Come on, Zach. Let it go. Let it go. Where's Where Randolph? Randolph? Where's Randolph? Where's Randolph? Where's Randolph? Where is Randolph? Mike P said, how many members of the Pirate Radio Live crew would it take to beat up Cam Newton? 
uh, probably three times as many people in here. I'm going to say us. We need to throw in Bryce Williams, Greg Hudson, and we'd be getting closer to, to having a shot. I, I think Hud and Bryce could do it by themselves. Um, Let's see. Chad's in the house. What's up, Chad? <laughs> Kaz, did I mention him? Tyler said, why didn't Clip do the PA yesterday? So I thought it's I was scheduled fired. to. I showed up. I was ready to go. And there's a dude in the seat. A dude? A dude. <laughs> hey, dude. A hey, dude. there's a dude in my seat. What's he even doing there, bro? <laughs> I'm like, what, what, are, what are we doing What are here, we man? doing here, bro? So uh, apparently we were double booked. It was not my game. I'm actually glad that happened because I was able to hang out with you in the jungle. True. You I, know where you are? I got to have a fun day. Man, I love uh, just kind of saying, hey, what's up to everybody? Yeah. Talking to everybody. It's got to fun. see, uh, got to meet the guy that calls in and does the impressions. I met him over the weekend, too. I met him at of, the uh, box. DK and, and Mike Houston. Saw, Come to the box. Saw a lot of listeners. Uh, Monica. Uh, Chandler met Monica? Yes. That might be the first time I've seen her in the wild, too. But I knew she was immediately. You had to think about it for a yes. second. But you got it. Well done. Um, Mike P. Mike P's got good ideas about court storming. If fans storm the court before the other team has left the court, the losing team gets to shoot free throws until they miss. So that is dangerous. If your team uh, wins by one, the other team can can shoot two free throws and win. If you beat them by like 14 and you rush, you, you feel pretty good. Can yeah. they make 14 in a row, one guy? I don't know. Um, Sherry Lewis says, I cannot with this child. That tagline. <laughs> Pirate Zach, lo- local single photographer loves his parents <laughs> well done alex all are true all right i do want to jack dover said he saw you chandler did you see jack i did see jack yes i saw him in fayetteville vietnam saw him in fayetteville he was enjoying the uh ecu versus unc game where we won seven to four great job by you and jenny this weekend thank you i appreciate that it was a busy weekend long weekend it was everywhere um, I'm trying to find. Why can't I find your? Uh, what's your Twitter, Zach? Pirate, Pirate fan, Zach Eleven, just Z A C for Zach. So everybody go follow Zach right now yep. on Twitter. Yeah, That's my shout out. Give him a follow. So yesterday, <laughs> well, actually, we'll go back before then. We were talking about. I guess we asked if you had a significant other. Yeah, on air because we were talking to Alex about Addison, and we went on that one. Yeah. And you said no. Nope. Did you say you were single and looking? I you asked if I was intro- like looking for anything. And I was like, yeah, sure. And you asked if you could help. <clears throat> uh, so you posted a picture, actually, the Scallywags. Yeah, which I don't run, to be clear. My friends run that. There was a response to that from um, a Tammy who said, hey, Zach, my daughter thinks you're cute. Heard you needed help finding a girlfriend. Zach responds like he's doing some kind of Craigslist. (laughs) I'm 20 and a sophomore at ECU. Sunglasses emoji. Man. Gotta seem chill about it. (laughs) That's as chill as it gets right there, buddy. Uh, Tammy responds, she's a major ECU baseball fan transferring to ECU next year. She's a local and then gives her Snapchat information. I'm in love with you. Will you marry me, please? Marry me. I'm the real Miss Brady. 
<laughs> Zach responds with a thumbs up. Basically saying, say less. And then, uh, I didn't see this, Brett does the uh, yeah, Brett. the good bro thing. Yeah. Hey, Zach, thanks for letting me borrow your Lambo. <laughs> Brett came in. Oh, by the way, Zach, I, that was awesome, you saving that uh, that cat from that tree. <laughs> yeah, yep. He was, was stuck awesome, in the jungle man. trees, yeah. You climbed the tree by yourself. And you got to get out of here today, but I know you're volunteering at the local animal shelter. Of course. So, very nice of you, man. Guy, man. Uh, so did you add this girl on Snap? I did. I did. Have y'all, I don't know, I don't have Snap. How does Snap work? Did y'all snap it up? we've snapped it up yeah we've been conversating okay chandler uh showed me a picture of this uh this lady she was uh, she's attractive how'd you find her uh i you, talked to some what, you, you some yesterday. but how'd you show him uh -oh. were, <laughs> what on instagram you showed me her instagram mm, i showed you her snapchat what are you already profile? jealous can we not look at this girl no, I'm just kidding. I, maybe, I didn't maybe, show him anything. Maybe me and Delaney looked it up after you left. I can't remember. I wouldn't doubt that. But I, he was asking about her, so I, yeah. I, I pulled her up. Okay, yeah. So uh, how's it going, man? Did y'all so hit it off? So far, so fine. Is, uh, so are y'all going to have anything like a public meeting together? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> her mom's a watcher of the show. That's why she knew. She's an avid watcher. Oh, she's the one that hooked y'all up. Yeah, she, was, she did. Um, all right, so when are y'all meeting? That's no plans yet. All right. Well, uh, now this is, since this is public, we're going to have to get a detail by detail on this, okay. how this goes. Uh, but So what have you done so far? You just like talk back and forth or whatever? Yeah, just, you know, talk to each other, find out who you are. How old is she? She's 18. Okay. That pit. I was going to say, since... Uh... <laughs> Since Chandler kind of put the kibosh on that, you know, we couldn't get deets out of him. Uh, we're yeah. going to really come at you hard on well, that. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, Dad, you were on the wrong YouTube account, just FYI. Working man outdoors. Yeah, you're on the uh -oh, wrong account, he got Daddy. caught on the burner. <laughs> Dad's on the burner. Yeah, back to your normal account, Daddy. Um, Russ said, What's his name, Zach? Oh, Russ. <laughs> oh, Russ. Russ. Come on, Russ. You, you work with Jamie here? You, you work with Jamie. Uh, comedian. Mike P says, Thanks, Zach, for helping my grandmother bring in her groceries. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many times you do it, we appreciate it. <laughs> Never a problem. What a guy. Um, you going to get a haircut before you meet this yes. girl? All right. Quick, soon. I don't know when. How, how short break. do you get your hair? Not very short still. Need to borrow a tie? <laughs> really we'll let you. Uh, hey, we'll let you have uh, Coach Max uh, tie that he beat NC State in. You can use that. Oh, perfect. If your first date is at AJ McMurphy's in Greenville, I'll pay for the meal. Bring him to trivia. Yeah, <laughs> that's you probably shouldn't do that for your first. I think Delaney's coming to trivia. I don't know if she told you that. She probably didn't. Delaney will probably be making a guest appearance this week. Will she though? Probably not. Probably Are you sure not. about that? She mentioned it, but sure I doubt it. So tomorrow we'll find out uh, Delaney's personal life. Yeah, I'm sure we got a, a bunch of, of bunch of dudes that would be interested if she's looking for a man. Jamie said he works by himself. He's a very lonely man. Jamie, <laughs> that's sad. Uh, Joey says we need a Pirate Radio Bachelor Zach edition. Since a certain Pirate Radio Live employee didn't want to do it, hmm. no names. Well, look if if it doesn't work out with. Uh, with Snapchat girl, Snapchat girl, then we'll uh, we'll have a full blown bachelor edition with Zach. All right, sure. Well, good luck, Zach. Young love, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Brian Bailey will join us, and we'll get back to sports. I am way more interested in Zach's love life than sports at the moment. <laughs> 
Uh, but we'll talk some pirate baseball, pirate hoops, and more. Jamie says, let's talk about Chandler's personal life. No. Don't you dare. That is Don't off, you dare. Off mm. limits. Chandler, that was the most angry Chandler's ever been at me in real life. He was legitimately mad at me. Yeah. I felt bad. Because I don't want him to be mad but at me. we're all good. No. Now? Eric said, is she filled with optimism about the Hornets? If so, she's a keeper. <laughs> Did you see Meech's She better night? be. <laughs> Boy, I love Meech. You see Nick Richards drop 20 last night? Oh, my Lord. If she says she's a big fan of Grant Williams, that's a red flag. <laughs> she's, seen, she's seen too much. She's seen too much. <laughs> then uh, leave her now. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you uh, can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation. And GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 a year. Uh, Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Scott says, hey, Clip, what's with the hat? Dallas Stars? If I get you a Hurricanes hat, will you wear it? Seven and a half? Well, first of all, this hat belonged to former ECU assistant basketball coach Steve Rockefort. I traded him, and I, I somewhat regret it, but I'm glad Coach Rock has a cool ECU hat. It was like the old school throwback ECU baseball hats with the interlocking E and C, and had the cool old pirate on the back. The 1961 national championship hat, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of wish I could re, you know, get make that trade back, but. Uh, yeah, I got this uh, this Astros hat, but sure, I'll rock a Hurricanes hat. I, I really want a black Hurricanes hat with the logo, and those are hard to find, especially in this style. I've seen some of the one-size-fits-all. Josh Thomas is in the chat. Josh cooked up some amazing lamb. Oh, so good. That was really good, It was Josh. really, really good. Thank you for sharing a few pieces of that with us. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Joining us, BB, Brian Bailey. Here on a Monday. Bailey, how you doing, man? Not too bad. I've got a black hurricane cap with the logo. I like it. Are you saying you're going to keep it, or are you going to give it to me? Hey, you want to do a trade? I have a Cubs hat I'll trade you. Nah, I got enough Cubs hats. I like my hurricane. I only have one hurricane hat, and that's it. <laughs> that's, uh, I actually got that hat. It was like a gift from Patrick Mason's parents. I was going to re-gift it. Oh, really? It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of bad, right? Yeah. Is that bad for him? Yes. Sorry, Masons. I'll keep it. Bailey, what a weekend. And uh, But Bailey's like a dang coach. He moves on quickly. He was talking Keith LeClaire Classic. You can't look back, Bailey. you got to look ahead. Uh, but that was a great show earlier today, And uh, but also recap the weekend. A special weekend, a special day yesterday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Yeah, 
it was just so much fun to watch. I mean, back and forth, and uh, it was just you know, every time you thought you know the Pirates were in good shape, Carolina would come back, and then you think Carolina's in good shape, and the Pirates would come back, and it just yeah, you know, there were so many different plot twists. I mean, it was it was really fun. And now uh, they got to the old be where your feet are and, and next game up mentality. Got to get ready for Old Dominion. And you talked about this uh, with Jason Dietrich today because they've got what Loyola Marymount, I think you said coming up, and yeah. they're they're kind of looking ahead to a big trip here to the East, playing against some good competition. So a lot of these coaches have to reel their guys in and remind them that. Uh, Look, a pitcher, we saw that guy from Queens last year. You, you never know when a pitcher is going to be on and the bats go cold. you got to take every game uh, like it's the most important game. Yeah, and it's hard to do. I mean, there's no question about that. But you really, you know, you have to. And you look back to the Campbell loss. I don't think the Pirates came out flat in that game at all. Campbell's just really good. That game could have gone either way. You know, every game the Pirates have played this year just about could have gone uh, either way, except for the, the wins over Ryder. But since the Ryder series, and they dominated that Ryder series, but since then, uh, just about every one of the games could have gone either way. They, they're dog fights, and I think the Pirates are looking forward to playing Campbell again down the road, but they've got a lot of baseball before that. Looking forward to the LeClaire Classic, though, because I think we've got three pretty good baseball programs coming in, and, and they're, they're from all over the nation. I mean, it, it's really a, a neat field. I'm looking forward to see uh, ECU starting pitchers again, Bailey. I mean, the start that they're off to is just incredible, and we'll see if they can keep that going. But Trey Savage uh, throws the gym, unfortunately didn't get the win. Zach Root pitched great, and then Jake Hunter might have outdid them both on Sunday. Yeah, I think that was a big question mark going into Sunday because we all knew Carolina could hit. You know, how would Jake Hunter handle that? And he he really just he manhandled the Tar Heels uh, while he was out there. Uh, the bullpen, you know, they've got some work to do with the bullpen, but I think they're still trying to figure out who goes where as far as slots go, and they'll get that thing figured out. But those starting pitchers, I mean, you may not need much of a bullpen if you get that kind of starting pitching, you know, week in and week out. Well, yeah, unpopular opinion, Bailey. I'm not concerned about the bullpen. I, I You're not going to see many lineups as good as Campbell in North Carolina, and you know, until June. And by that time, these pitchers will get better. Remember what the bullpen did against Ryder? Like, I think we'll see more something closer to that than we do these last couple of opponents because, look, these guys can hit. Look what ECU did against the number 15 bullpen in the country. They, they hit them all around. So, I, I'm not I, – I think our bullpen's going to be fine. I think so, too. And we, and we know some of the, you know, the pitchers. We've seen some of those guys and what they can do. So, I, I'm excited about some of the young pitchers, too. I think we've seen some, you know – some really good signs from those guys so uh, i think it's it's an exciting time pirates got to take care of business tomorrow and then get set for the the classic this weekend what'd you think of the uh the mini fridge uh de lorenzo the little bulldog i don't i don't know if you can call him a bubba bailey because he's i don't know if he's got the stature of a bubba but man he, he looked pretty good out there yesterday he could rise to bubba status <laughs> in his career but, but not that, i thought he did look very good uh, yeah, I know Bailey loves his Bubba's, and uh, good to have one of them out there. Uh, Costello looked good the, at times, the lefty. A lot lot to be excited about, and to, to win a game like that, uh, it's certainly it's going to help ECU. It's going to help North Carolina, and to get that, that regional atmosphere in February is just it's crazy, Bailey. But, man, it was uh, – again, you almost have to, like, catch your breath and, and settle back down and, and get – because the atmosphere at Old Dominion is not going to be like that, like it was uh, yesterday. No, and the atmosphere won't be like that for the classic either. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think we were all you know just just 
thrilled to be a part of that thing. And 6,017, the new record crowd at Clark LeClaire, and, you know, all the fans that went to Fayetteville and, and even Chapel Hill for game one Friday night. But that's a lot. That's a lot of baseball fans for those three games. And it means a lot to the state. I mean, our state is blessed with some great baseball. I mean, there are some really good teams in this state, and uh, two of them uh, we saw this weekend. Cool. I also had the uh, the Conley versus Conley matchup, Mateus versus Williams. That was cool. Uh, Mateus got the out. Dixon put a nice barrel on it. But uh, fun to see those types of things too, Bailey, in that game yesterday. Yeah, Mateus got the win on Friday night. So I mean, you know, he he looked good Friday night. He'll be a, a key part of the Tar Heels bullpen for sure. And yeah, that's good for him. I mean, yeah, he was he was an early commitment to North Carolina. I think that's you know that's where he wanted to go all along, and and he was recruited by him and. Uh, and pitched, you know, pitched pretty well in both games. Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. If you want to get a little scouting report and hear from the head coaches of the teams who will be coming in for the Keith LeClaire Classic, make sure you tune into the Brian Bailey Show at 6 o'clock, or you can download it right now. Check it out on YouTube. Great show earlier today. Uh, Bailey, I haven't talked much about ECU basketball. Just a, a disappointing effort on the road at Rice. Second half got away from them, and uh, it turned ugly. And, you know, winners of three straight. They had that layoff. You wonder if uh, you know if they'd have played that game on Wednesday or Thursday, it would have gone any different. But either way, uh, ugly, ugly performance by ECU Saturday. Yeah, and it's a process, and it's 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 difficult for Coach Schwartz. I mean, I, I think he's busting it trying to, to get the thing turned around, and and just when you think maybe they're turning a the corner, they get a you know they get a game like the Rice game, but they they've got you know several games still to be played and. You know, and you hope to be playing your best basketball when March rolls around, and March gets here on Friday. So we'll see how they fare in the last couple of games, and and the Memphis game. You know, Memphis has lost so many games this year, but they have so much talent. That's really a difficult game because you know Memphis will probably be favored in that game, and it's going to take a, a good effort from East Carolina to be able to win it. But it, it's just surprising Memphis has lost the game to have. Well, now they have won a couple in a row. Uh, the team I like, SMU, has lost two in a row. South Florida just keeps winning. Uh, to see uh, – and they deserve to be ranked. Uh, they're twenty-one and five. They're fourteen and one in the league, Bailey. And again, we beat them last year in the conference tournament. We beat them multiple times last year. Uh, they, they, that shows you how quickly you can flip it. But I'll give them all the credit in the world, man. Uh, South Florida, fourteen and one. Uh, they are in first place, and uh, looks like they're going to win the AAC because Charlotte is uh, three games back. FAU three games back now uh, in conference play. And you know, we all thought FAU would be good. Charlotte has been kind of a surprise too, but they've fallen off of late. But uh, yeah, it's, there's yeah, there's, there's some exciting basketball to come when they get down to the tournament in Fort Worth, Texas, and, you know, at Dickey's Arena. So hopefully, the Pirates can fare well down there. North Carolina in action tonight, taking on Miami. The big story, really nationally, this weekend was uh, not Wake Forest beating Duke Bailey, but what happened after it with Kyle Filipowski during the court storm. What did you uh, think of that situation? You know, I hear all the the people on you know TV today saying they should ban court storming and that kind of thing, and and I'm, I'm against that. I, I I like you know fans storming the court. I think what they can do. If, and it's going to take – it would take a lot of effort, and it may not be foolproof, but, you know, if you get enough security around the court and just, you know, maybe make a couple of announcements and say, look, you know, we've got to get the visiting team off the floor 
before anything. And then, and, and still, you know, one of the home team, you know, members could be hurt by, you know, but, but that's the chance you take if you're going to, you know, do that. They may end up, you know, finally, you know, not allowing you to storm a court. But I think that, that it's part of college basketball. It's, it's some great video, if you will. And I just think there's, there's a way to get the, the players off safely. And then you can celebrate as you want to. I'm more surprised we don't see more injuries in baseball dog piles, Bailey. Those can get pretty physical. You know, I think I forget what team it was that had the dog pile and somebody got hurt. But but that's always a big chance too. But that's you know they're taking their own chance. And I don't yeah. worry about something like that because there's arms and legs flying all over the place. It wouldn't be that that much out of the question for somebody to get hurt in a dog pile. But. Dixon had a nice headlock on Luke Nowak after, uh, or not Luke Nowak, the. Um, uh bristol carter the freshman after the uh the hit yesterday so great uh great pirate celebration bailey i hope you were watching ecu baseball on uh saturday and not virginia try to make a basket they had there was six something left in the first half and they had six points well truth be known we couldn't watch baseball oh that's a good point (laughs) yeah so you were watching virginia weren't you and unfortunately i was watching the cavaliers (laughs) You know, they played so well defensively that they should have won that game by 15 points. Yeah, North Carolina only scored 54 points. Yeah, you're right. Right. And that's North Carolina. I mean, you know, they've got all kinds of weapons. Uh, but the, the Cavaliers, that's just one thing. You know, Tony Bennett is a great, great coach. He's got good players. But for whatever reason, it's like they put that uniform on that says Virginia, and it says, well, we're going to play great defense, have a close game, hopefully, and maybe eke one out. And they just could not score. It was it was. It was tough watching them play. That was a tough game to watch for both teams on Saturday. Virginia shoots 27%, uh, 2 of 14 from 3, and just an ugly, ugly offensive game all around. And uh, North Carolina wins at 54 to 44. And uh, looking at bracketology right now, uh, Joe Lenardi continues to have Wake Forest on that last team out of the tournament. Virginia, he's got now, is one of his last four buys. But the ACC getting four in, that has been consistent with Joe Lenardi here these last few weeks. We'll see if anybody else can uh, can jump up and join those teams. Uh, Bailey with North Carolina, Duke, Virginia, and I guess Clemson would be the fourth. And then uh, Wake Forest, uh, NC State, uh, teams like that. Pitt uh, on the outside looking in right now. Yeah, and, and Virginia's got to win some games. They got to go. Uh, I think they play Boston College this week, and then go to Duke on Saturday. So that's not going to be easy, you know. And you hate, you hate, you hope Filipowski's you know okay to play today. John Shire came out and said he wasn't sure if he could practice or not. So at first they said it was an ankle injury. Now they're saying it's more of a knee, but he did not have an MRI, so it can't be too bad. Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Bailey, uh, we getting ready for some high school playoffs in basketball. Yes, we are. First round play starts tomorrow night all around the area. We've got some really good teams that should go a long way. Uh, you think about Farmville Central, uh, their guys, the North Pitt ladies. And if you haven't seen, and, and, you know, girls basketball at times, it can be a challenge, you know, some of the teams. But if you haven't seen North Pitt play, they're fun to watch. I mean, I don't care what what, what you say about girls basketball because they, they just put on a show. They've got a great freshman out there. They've got the great seniors going to state. Uh, and Jamaria Jones and uh, Speller's a freshman. They're just they're just really fun to watch. They're very good. Hey, look, you just admitted to watching Virginia basketball. You sounds like you'll you'll watch me and Chandler play. Sounds like I, I'd rather watch North Pitch girls for sure than Virginia <laughs> basketball, especially on Saturday. 
uh bb great edition of the brian bailey show uh as you talk to the coaches great to catch up with uh coach dietrich and hear from the other guys they sound really fired up to to come here and play this weekend that was a good show uh, yeah, I thought Greg Gall from Purdue, I mean, he's been at Campbell. He knows all about, you know, Clark LeClaire Stadium. knows about the, the history with Keith LeClaire and, and even southeastern Louisiana with Bobby Barbier. I mean, he's, he, he kind of, you know, says his team's looking forward. They've got two midweek games, and then they got to come play in mm. three. So uh, they've got a lot of – I'm not sure what, what kind of arms they're going to bring to Greenville, but they've got a busy week ahead. Uh, Coach Dietrich and company at Cal State Fullerton play Loyola Marymount midweek this week. And then they'll come. They're practicing on Thursday. I think all three teams have some practice time on Thursday at Clark LeClaire. And it's kind of a neat deal having the Classic here. No doubt. We'll uh, see you out there this weekend, Bailey. Enjoyed uh, the chat, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good. Take it easy. All right. There he is. BB, Brian Bailey, joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line. Chandler saw the uh, Hornets one last night. Hornets, Hornets, Hornets. Yeah, it's a dominating win. And uh, the other day, we were talking about them beating the Utah Jazz for the first time in 18 years. The first time since 2006, I believe it was, the last time the Hornets went to Utah and uh, won a game. They beat Portland last night. And I guess West Coast trips have not been good to the Charlotte uh, Charlotte Hornets because I did see that it's the first time in 16 years that the Hornets have won in Portland. So 5-1 uh, and one since the trade deadline, and uh, the, the Hornets are uh, back on track, back in the win column after losing to the Golden State Warriors over the weekend. Back-to-back games with the Bucks coming up. Yes. so Got this from a buddy, uh dude I went to high school with that lives out there. He said uh, his buddy had someone give him courtside tickets to Hornets Blazers, so he had that view last night. Sweet. Pretty good view. Yeah, he got to watch one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Yeah, I, if somebody gave me Hornets courtside seats, would I take them right now? I would hope you say yes. I would take them and then pass them along to you and Atticus and Zach. Courtside seats to an NBA game? Yeah. I got no interest. You understand, like, courtside seats, you get the courtside seats, and I'm sure they have, like, access to, like, free food, free drinks. Yeah. Like, there's a lot into that. But you also got to drive all the way to Charlotte to watch the hornets play yeah okay i like going to games that have stakes not literal stakes but figurative stakes and these hornets games have zero stakes right now they're out of everything uh n- not necessarily <clears throat> necessarily got, we we gotta run at the uh, i said i would give them to you do you would that be okay i would easily take them okay. i would say yes give them to me and i know idiot. you don't, don't want to sit courtside at an nba game you don't mind missing work i'm a guy that likes to show up to work every day too well i've done pretty good with not missing work lately um so our last show was friday were you here no but guess what i was doing going to work in chapel hill right okay my work is here okay this is my work all right and my work is going to games on right the road. you don't mind not being here uh, yeah. I, I have to be here but no you what you said is that you don't mind not showing up to work to work here <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break <clears throat> we'll come back this is our abbott and costello bit <laughs> Uh, when we return, you'll hear my chat with Dixon Williams. <laughs> Jack said, remember when Clip doubted us? It's still, you don't have to remember. It's still happening. Mike P likes games with literal and figurative stakes slash stakes. 
Jamie said, Chan arguing over getting courtside seats. I was feet on the wood with Chan earlier this year. Yes, ECU sir. South Carolina women's basketball. Yep. It was a fun experience. Did that game have stakes? Yeah. At that time, huge stakes. East Carolina wins that game. They're in the top 25. Are you kidding me? Did you are you were you trying to get me with that question? That was a terrible question. But it's early in the year. Right. If the Hornets courtside seats were in uh November, early in the year, it would have stakes. It would be way more important than this game in February when their record you keep talking about how good they are. Do you want to say that what their record is right now? All right, that is a fact. They are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They're five and one in the last six games. The Hornets right now are 15 and 42. Sweet. Let's do it. 10 more games and we're in that playing tournament. <laughs> Back with you after this. Y'all know what I'm talking about now? Here we go. It's good to see you again. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. <clears throat> East Carolina was favored on the road in Chapel Hill Friday. They were underdogs Saturday. And pretty much a pick them. By the way, shout out to me. Intern Zach. Remember we said um, I had East Carolina minus two and a half at Rice. He said plus two and a half. And I said, let's meet in the middle. Call it a pick them. We had a good old fashioned pick them on Saturday. ECU and Rice. You don't see those a lot. Nope. You don't? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speaking of gambling. Big news. Huge news. DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is coming soon to North Carolina on March 11th. It won't be long until you can bet on same-game parlays, money lines, and props right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. They have all the best features over at DraftKings Sportsbooks, uh, including the uh, odds boost, live betting, Uh, You can bet on all kinds of sports, and it is safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and bet on all your favorite sports once we go live on March 11th here in the state of North Carolina. Gambling problem? You can call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. See all the terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash nc Sean I asked you once I'll ask you again what is the first legal bet you're going to place probably East Carolina East Carolina to win the College World Series 
I'm going to go East Carolina to win the AAC tournament. Ooh. I can get some juicy odds on that uh, one day before they take the court at Dickey's Arena. Now, why did you have a smirk on your face a moment ago? Because I was hoping nobody noticed, but I had a little mal- malfunction with my hat. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I wonder if anybody noticed. And Jamie actually did notice. <laughs> look, look at me. Look, it looks like I'm sure. <laughs> How do you do it? I don't know. I went to take my hat off and it fell. And I guess I just <laughs> got it like that. You're such a special boy. Oh, my goodness. Like, look. <laughs> and then you tried to play it off? No. But like, look. Man, I was. You did play it off. You like went with the head. You like messed with your hair a little bit. Like, yeah, I meant to do that. Oh, oh, that's good. I'm glad Jamie noticed that. All right. um, Earlier today, I had a chance to talk to Dixon Williams, East Carolina third baseman, and uh, talk about the great weekend and the great win yesterday against the north carolina tar heels and uh shirley can we hit that right about the now? tar holes oh thank you dixon uh yesterday i was thinking you know th- is this a top five game at clark leclerc stadium all time and i think so you've been around here a while so you've uh, witnessed a few but how about playing in that game did you feel like you were in a, a classic oh yeah definitely i'm sitting sitting back after the game and just thinking about it i was like that is by far the craziest game I think I've ever been a part of. It was just a heavyweight boxing fight. We were both going back and forth, and I was just like, man, it, it didn't seem like anybody was going to take take away the game at any point. Felt like uh, whoever was home was going to win to me, and I'm glad yeah. you guys. Yeah, exactly. We about. finally got the, the home court advantage. I think we lost uh, the coin toss on Saturday. <laughs> Friday, they obviously get to be the home team, so it was definitely nice to be home and have the pirate pirate fans behind us good deal and uh man great way to cap off a fantastic weekend a lot of people uh saw some live baseball in chapel hill fayetteville I understand was a, was an awesome crowd too and then yesterday and dixon being at conley all you've played in some big games and big crowds but uh anything to compare with yesterday uh, no not at all that this weekend was just the craziest three three game stretch really i mean i think we had six thousand at every single game maybe carolina was a little bit less but there was the attendance was crazy at every game and it was awesome i uh posted a picture yesterday of you and matthew mateus your old conley teammate uh here in the pirate radio studios from years ago uh and was hoping we would get that match up i guess friday he went in right and yeah he went didn't... in right after i'd gotten out yeah the inning previous and he came out uh, in the eighth, and then the ninth is when I ended up hitting again. So and, I missed him by by inning. And then you got him on uh, Sunday and uh, made some contact. They got yeah. the out. But what was that like uh, when you're you're up there facing your old buddy? Yeah, it was cool. I I was sitting on deck. I was like, all right, I should probably acknowledge him, like give him a little smile. And then I got in the box and completely forgot about it. So <laughs> it was nothing, no hard feelings there. Yeah. But I think it was an awesome, awesome matchup. And I'd say it was a win-win. I, I mean. I know he won a little bit more, but uh, caught a good barrel, so we'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you did. You did. And uh, we're able to close the game out on Saturday. How about the play to end it in Fayetteville? Yeah, the dude hit one down the line, uh, foul, and then I was like, uh, we pretty much called the same pitch. I was like, he's probably going to hit it 
pretty close right here again. And uh, sure enough, he did. And just was trying to keep it in front. Definitely didn't want it going down the line. So glad to make the catch. Hope to uh, talk to DB later this week. I think he's going to drop by. But uh, gave up the bomb, and and it was indeed a bomb. I uh, actually texted with Danny Friday night and told him that Tom Brady threw uh, 200 and, let's see, 212 interceptions. I said, Danny, Tom Brady threw 212 interceptions, and people think he's the greatest ever. So yeah. just think about that. You go, yeah. <laughs> and I said, can't wait to see you bounce back. Uh, his number gets called the next day in a high-pressure situation and able to get the out. But, I mean, that's that's the story of, of you guys. That's that's being an athlete, right? you gotta, yeah. you got to come back be ready. No, 100%. That's just baseball. I mean, you're going to fail a lot of times, and when your name's called again, you're ready to go. And we have – full faith in Danny Beal every time he comes out of the pen. And uh, and that goes for, for everybody in this bullpen. I'm telling people to kind of chill out on the bullpen. I don't think you're going to see as many lineups as good as Campbell in North Carolina the rest of the way. So I'm excited to see this this young bullpen and then with, with Danny and Wyatt, the, the upperclassmen guys, I think it's going to be uh, fine as we go throughout the year. I uh, saw the DiLorenzo kid come in look pretty good yesterday. Yeah, yeah he's had a great fall and yeah, I don't think you should be the you know first to jump on the bullpen i think that's a that's a tough weekend to come in and it's hard to follow up the starters as uh obviously they were very dominant Man. so you don't see that very often so uh i think the bullpen's fine and luckily everybody got a taste of you know that top uh that top 10 top 15 matchup so and look at what you guys did against the top 15 bullpen. You know, right. so like right. you, you face tough hitters. It doesn't matter who you got throwing. Man, it almost felt like Trey went out there Friday and was like, all right, this is what I got. What you going to do? And then Zach Root comes out Saturday and almost one-ups him. And then Jake Hunter comes out and one-ups I mean, it was incredible. It, it's unreal. Uh, I was playing defense, and I was like, it's – you're just sitting out there like, this is nuts. Like, these guys are just dominating. And uh, we're very fortunate to have those three guys in the starting rotation. They do a great job every time they go out. And it's really the pace, honestly. Like, you're sitting out there, yeah. your 10-minute ten, ten innings, really less than that, honestly, at times. They're really quick, really efficient. But, um, yeah, like I said, very fortunate to have those guys. Get in and uh, get out. Talking to All Dixon right. Williams, uh, Pirates coming off a series victory over North Carolina. Dixon, what was the you talk about dealing with failure, and that's baseball, and you got to bounce right back uh, after two straight losses, uh, one to Campbell and then one to to North Carolina. Like, is there any kind of I don't know team meeting or you guys talk? Are you just, just business as usual for you guys? Yeah, I mean, there, obviously, there's a little bit of thought process behind it because we're sitting there like, hey guys, we're really really good team um we lost by one run and really when you go back and look at it it was all like we were hurting ourselves um giving away free 90s um obviously in the carolina game we have some sun problems we hit a lot of balls hard um just right at guys and so you just kind of look at it like hey we got to keep executing and we got to really hone in on the small details to get us um over that one run hump and uh, came back on Saturday, and uh, bats got going. And, of course, you got that great pitching from Rude and uh, picked up the win there. Old Dominion coming up next for you guys. And a uh, little midweek trip here, uh, just like you had last Tuesday. Uh, you, you ready for that one coming up on Tuesday? Yeah, very ready. I think the guys are ready to go, and we know that uh, every game's important. So that way we can now uh, have that atmosphere we had yesterday uh, late in the season. 
Uh, exactly. Uh, you want to get those games uh, here in Greenville postseason rather than in Charlottesville or another destination. And then the Keith LeClaire Classic coming up this weekend, uh, being a Pirate, wearing that uniform and uh, being able to wear that 23, uh, Dixon, uh, for the LeClaire Classic. What does that mean to you as a player? Yeah, it's always a special time of the year, and uh, we get to bring out those jerseys, and everybody's just excited for it. Uh, no school, so that's that's very <laughs> exciting. And then uh, no school in baseball, so. is it, it Does it give you a regional preview feel playing different teams like that rather than one team all series? I think so, because uh, you just got to get used to different play styles, um, especially with Purdue, and then we got some West Coast teams over there. Like, not everybody plays the same, and. Um, we just got to get used to that. Do you have a preference? Would you rather see the same t- team three times, or do you like mixing it up like this? I like I like playing different opponents. I yeah. think it's cool when we, you face teams that you've never played before. Uh, honestly, like going new places too when we travel. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I, I enjoy playing different people. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Really looking forward to Saturday. Cal State Fullerton, a traditional baseball powerhouse and uh, was in a regional last year and of course Jason Dietrich former ECU pitching coach will be here uh, as the skipper for the Titans coming up on a Saturday they got Purdue Friday at 4.30 Cal State Fullerton Saturday at 3.30 and then uh, 1 o'clock ish of course there's a game before all these so times could move around a little bit but 1 o'clock against Southeastern Louisiana on Sunday um, well, so what is a Monday like coming off the you know the dramatic kind of uh, you, you put out put a lot into what went down this weekend. So what's your Monday like as a player? Yeah, it's uh, it's tough when you got a Tuesday game because um, you still need to get your stuff done and get ready for the next game. But you also gotta um, give your body a little bit of rest too. So today we'll be kind of resting, get a lift in, and uh, get some swings in. That way we're sharp and ready to go tomorrow. Dixon, do you uh, go back and watch like watch the game? Like we got all these highlights and stuff on Pirate Radio, and the fans are retweeting and posting, so it lasts forever. Do you do you go home and and watch some of this stuff? Do you get away from it? What do you do after? Um, a game? I'm more of a highlights guy, so yeah. I'll watch the YouTube, you know, the Wheels guy or whoever it is. Um, sometimes I'll go back and watch it on ESPN. Just to, it's cool to see, but. Uh, I wouldn't say on social media as much. Yeah, gotcha. I'll check it out, but uh, like you said, there's so much. You can't even scroll through it all. There's so much out there. And how much do you watch what you did specifically in the batter's box? Is, is my swing right? Am I, you know, how, how much do you watch those things? Um, more importantly, if it's something like uh, that I need to get better on right. or something I need to fix, because um, all our good swings and stuff like that, they'll post. We have like a little... Uh, kind of folder for all that stuff and all those videos in there are in there so i can just go back and watch that whenever um so more so the stuff i could have done like um and just seeing what how i could have i guess done better in that situation is uh there's like a balance between uh, critiquing you and also letting you go out there and play so like does palumbo kind of give you notes on stuff game to game or you know what are those conversations like when it comes to the defense yeah, if, if um, situations arise, he'll send them to us, kind of talk uh, talk us through it, and uh, we'll have the video to see, and he'll be like, you should have done this here, and kind of explain it for us so that time, so when it happens again, because usually it does, um, we'll be prepared for it. You feel uh, How do you feel about your defense so far playing third uh, for the first time for ECU? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I'm, like, I'm starting to get a little comfortable over there and uh, get my feet under me and 
play play in front of home too, but also figuring out different places. You just gotta be ready for anything really. And guys hit the ball hard down there. Like Vance <laughs> did yesterday. Yeah. The hot corner. Um great tweet by Palumbo earlier today. Uh might have been yesterday. I guess um Starling got left hanging from oh, Barini yeah, and had to give himself a high five. And Palumbo said, "Need to work on our middle infield culture." Yeah, I can't tell if he's joking or being for real. I'm assuming it's yeah. a joke. He but... could be. You never know with Coach V, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he could be joking. I don't know. He'll uh, probably he'll probably mention something today at the field. Another great Commanders fan, by the way. We were talking about Parker Bird earlier. Really? Jeff Palumbo, Commanders fan. Wow. See that that just See, means yeah. he's loyal and. Yeah, you know he supports the the close team, like I said, and uh, not not easy to be a Commanders well, fan these he's days. From, he's from Maryland, right? Uh, VA Maryland, yeah, yeah. One, one of those. So he's uh, he got it on us, yeah. Uh, Dixon Williams joining us, Pirate Radio Studios, East Carolina, getting ready for Old Dominion. By the way, there will be a uh, another restock at Shimmer for the shirts, and I understand the Dixon Williams. Welcome to the Jungle shirts, doing pretty well. Uh, that's what I've heard. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, keep it up. Is that cool? Have you like been out in public or anything and seen your shirt? Yeah, I have, I'm guessing there was probably some this weekend. I oh, didn't yeah. take the time to look, um, but I haven't seen one like just somebody walking up to me have it on. But that'd be really cool. Yeah, uh, How, what's it like, Dick? I mean, you're not that far removed from being a kid yourself, and now you got kids coming up to you. What's that like? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very cool. Me and Parker were talking about it the other day in the locker room. Just we know we were. We were those kids at one point yeah. in time, just looking up to get older guys, playing college ball, just having fun. So anytime I can uh, make their day or talk to them, talk to their family, it just uh, it makes my day as well. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, I also signed my first uh, shoe the other day. So that's <laughs> Sweet. How's the autograph? Is it good? Do you uh, it's, need to work on it? I, I got a long autograph. I need to figure yeah, out how to shorten it up. Um, and it seems conceited to sit there and practice your autograph, but I think as a ball player and one as good as you are, you need to you might need to practice it at home, you know? Yeah. That I could look into that. But we sign <laughs> when we do those posters, that's when I get my practice. Oh, true. That's kind of our practice reps. Not to embarrass you, I, I saw your parents before a game recently and I know your dad a little bit, but I talked to your mom for the first time and she said, Thank you for for getting some words out of my son, yeah. getting him to talk she, a little bit. Yeah, she told me about, about <laughs> I, that encounter. I said he's a great kid, and he's starting to open up a little bit. Yeah. So I told her you make it easy. Yeah, hey, we try. Easy. We try. We try to have fun and uh, and uh, you know talk to you guys as people and not right. baseball playing robots. So right. It's uh, it's fun. All right, Dixon. Uh, so a big week ahead, Keith Leclerc Classic. But before that, Old Dominion, and then next week. Not to, to look too far ahead, but your first uh, five-game week because you'll play Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So a lot of baseball yep. coming up next week. Do you like kind of staying in? How many days off do you need a week to feel good? Um, Bring it down for yeah, whatever. <laughs> one, one's fine. Yeah. We'll keep playing. Uh, it gets us in the groove. So those five-week uh, or five-game weeks are really fun. I remember that last year. It was a cool stretch. And uh, – like I said, no school, so you just play baseball. That's just uh, good to have fun. That's a good life right there. It is. Uh, Dixon, uh, best of luck, man. Keep up the good work, and uh, looking forward to seeing what you guys can do tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you back at home this weekend. All right. Thank you all.
There is Dixon Williams, East Carolina third baseman, joined us earlier inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk to Jacob Jenkins Coward live coming up in hour number three of today's show. Kenny had a question about uh, how disappointed was Dixon when they walked him uh, to load the bases to get the the force at any base, and then Bristol Carter hits the game winner. We actually talked about that uh, off the air. Kenny should have brought it up with him on the air. Great question. Uh, But he said, you know, he was bummed, but uh, kind of knew it was coming and also obviously just wanted to get the W. So uh, Bristol Carter was the hero uh, with the walk-off hit. Awesome for the freshman. And uh, we'll talk to, uh, talk to JC about that final inning when he joins us coming up in hour number three. Let's take a break. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. When we return, something special. Oh, by the way, I cut my hair during that, uh, that interview. How's it look? I need to clean up a few things in the back you're a stunning young man sir but uh yeah it feels uh feels a little cooler on the head so when we return pirate radio taste test for the first time ever i'll be eating zucchini bread have you ever had zucchini bread Sean? for the first time ever Sean will be trying zucchini bread shirley are you joining us yes all right alex answers for shirley Alex's significant other heard that we had not tried zucchini bread. She made us a freaking zucchini bread. And it looks, I'm giving it a five out of five on looks. If that's all it takes, I really hate lemon cake. Huh? Oh, I see what Uh. you're saying. You know, Alex, I've never ate lasagna in my entire life. Somebody want to bring one in? No, I legitimately have not had zucchini bread, so I'm anxious to try it. And we will do that when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Last ECU home football game, dag darn if David Price didn't walk up to Section 213 and give me a box of popcorn. He's a good man. Well, he's smart. He knew I'd mention it on the show and give him a free plug for David Price Construction. That is true. So he's nice and smart. But thank you, DP. I appreciate that. And thank you for your sponsorship of the Countdown to Kickoff. Yes, sir. And uh, we are one day, less than a day away from ECU baseball. Yes. East Carolina and Old Dominion. And getting closer to spring football, which we'll talk about. With Blake Harrell coming up in a moment. But right now, we'll talk about zucchini bread. Zucchini! So Addison, lady friend of Alex Harper, uh, made a zucchini bread for us to try. Once again, five out of five on looks. Now that it's cut up, it I can tell that it's moist. I'm going to touch it. 
I'm gonna get and touch it. Oh, but yeah. but if you if from far away, it kind of looks like meatloaf. <laughs> but it is very moist, so great texture. Oh, how's the smell test, Chandler? Uh, uh, ten out of ten. I just don't get why you would put zucchini in this. Like it, it, it smells and looks like such a great treat. What is the point of the zucchini? I do not know. Where does it, I mean? No clue. Okay. Text Addison and ask her. Well, she didn't create it, Chandler. She just made it from a recipe. Maybe she knows though, because she's a zucchini bread maker. I'm ready to try this. Shirley, are you going to try it? Alex says I have to, and I can tell you that I really, mm. really, really do not want to do this. I love the uh, the nuts as well. Oh, I don't have any nuts on mine. Really? I have plenty of nuts over I a, here. I have a piece with nuts. I recommend you try I, I'm nutless nuts. right now. Go get a okay, nutty piece. Go get a nutty piece because here, you can have my nuts. The, the nuts on that one. What are these, walnuts? That's what it looks like. Oh, um, that's got a lot of nuts on it. I know I'm gonna try this. I know I'm gonna like this. I am I'm violating my own rule here. What? That if it looks funny, smells funny, if I can't pronounce it or spell it, I ain't eating it. It I doesn't think look it, funny and it doesn't smell funny. I don't think it marks any of those bo- boxes with all I due can't respect. spell zucchini. <laughs> oh, you got a point that's there. That's valid. I can't eat it. All right. You, you got a point. All right. I'm ready to try it. I don't want right, to do this. Do I don't want to do this at all. Let's go. Three, two, one. Oh, son of a... I mean, it's good. It's really good. Mm-mm. I just don't understand the zucchini part. Shirley's not a fan that's crazy this is really good i mean it reminds me of banana bread like it tastes like a banana bread to me yeah it reminds me of that too like a pumpkin and that's bread. a bad thing that it tastes like pumpkin uh, no nah, everybody's not cooked pumpkin everybody's entitled to their opinion but yeah I, Shirley's look, is wrong i am one. very i am very picky about my food i anybody that knows me the fact that i even did this my friends would probably freak out that i did it well alex uh should appreciate that yeah Yeah, because i don't i don't do that i'm gonna tell you what that is just this is great oh jamie said the freaking lip smacking on mike nails on a chalkboard turn off your radio then jamie what do i care Shirley just cut his mic. <laughs> oh, man. That is good stuff. Five out of five. five I mean, of... you're right that I don't taste the zucchini. Yeah. You're right about that. Five out of five. But it tastes like pumpkin. I don't. And that's a taste that I'm I'm not. I don't understand the zucchini part, but like it's fine. It's five out of five. I don't what, either. What do you got, Chandler? He hadn't said a word, so he must like it. it. You're on your second piece, so I'm assuming you like it. I mean, yeah, I like it, but I don't. I don't understand the zucchini part. I know that there's what little piece of green things in there. It so like I would guess that steak. that would be the zucchini. It's delicious, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely delicious. Let me see how the crumbs taste. Wow, even the crumbs <laughs> taste good. Tell Addison that is tremendous. Does she bake you a lot of goodies? We gotta she, take a break. She's a really good baker. Man. She does like to bake. She baked me 
a cookie cake for my birthday. Oh, phenomenal. oh you couldn't have brought that in? When, when's the next cake occasion? We can get on. Uh, tomorrow, we're celebrating any d- something. Yeah, any Wes's day is birthday. a cake. Yeah, any day is a cake occasion. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's oh, good. man, you know what we should do? Oh, we should have a cooking competition with the interns. That should be one of our That contests. would be good. That would be good. Yeah, but something that I can eat. I make really good meatloaf. No, I don't do meatloaf. Well, come on. Do you like hamburgers? Yes, of course. You like meatloaf, okay? No, <laughs> come on. No. Don't like meatloaf. Never, right. never ate it. My mother used to make it all the time. I wouldn't touch it. Uh, Mike P says, what soup goes with this type of bread? Maybe P-Mace can bring some in later this week. We'll have a... Uh, what do you call it, Shirley? Potluck? Yeah, potluck. We'll potluck. Yeah. Uh, all right, when we return, Blake Harrell, East Carolina defensive coordinator, joins us. Jacob Jenkins-Coward later on in the show as well. I'm going to go have more zucchini bread. Back with you after this. Jamie. Don't You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. I'm feeling good. Just had another round of zucchini bread from Alex Harper's girlfriend, Addison. That was fantastic. Uh, so I'm ready to go for this final hour, and we will talk some pirate football and some pirate baseball coming up a little later on. Jacob Jenkins Coward will join us in the Pirate Radio Studios, coming off a series win over North Carolina. Right now, joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios, East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Harrell is here to talk some pirate football. Coach, how you doing, man? Doing well. Appreciate you guys having me on. You are welcome to have a bite of zucchini bread if you yeah, choose to do ha- so. I have to get some on I the way to. out. That's good stuff. Uh, I don't know, Alex. Would that help your standing on? the football team if he likes it or could no. it hurt your standing if he dislikes it no <laughs> either way it's not going to affect you um coach uh, great to have you here in studio and first of all it's great to have you here in greenville I, every off season now i start to worry will blake harrell still be here because your defenses have played great and um teams notice that and and reach out to you so i, I don't know any chatter this off season uh and and how did you end up back here as the defensive coordinator uh, we are proud to be pirates and just excited to be here and excited to be greenville and i keep telling people it's a really good fit for for my family and i uh just we you know feel really comfortable here our kids have friends here and we kind of rooted here now so uh to be back and, and be with coach houston 
season again for another year and be around our players and our staff. Just super excited about that and, and excited to get going in 2024. I took my daughter to a postseason volleyball game, and your family was in front of uh, me. And I see you out there at sporting events. Y'all really make the most of it and, and get out there. That's really cool to see. We do. They they enjoy getting out there and and uh, you know going to different events. That they, they're all three playing softball right now. Three of my daughters, so they love, love going to softball games. Our softball team's doing really well right awesome. now. And uh, we were at the baseball game yesterday. Me and my wife and had a good time out there how about that atmosphere I, when i pulled in it felt like i mean there was tailgating there was uh cornhole and then all kind of, it felt like a football game uh, at clark leclerc it was great yeah every time i talk to somebody about east carolina i tell you what, what makes this place special is the people and that atmosphere that they uh they had yesterday going and, and the way our baseball team played what, what a special place all right, uh, Coach, coming off of last season and had a chance to talk to, to Jack Powers and Jeremy, kind of a couple of the leaders about, you know, how do y'all kind of stay in it? Your defense is playing so well. You're playing good enough to win and just not quite getting enough points on the other side. And they're like, hey, all we, we do is control what we control, focus on what we can focus on. And they, they had the right mindset. I talked to Coach Houston about it that, you know, you can lose some locker rooms when things are going on like that. Yours seem to be – all together and and it says a lot about the coaches says a lot about the players as well but how difficult was last season from that aspect where your guys really did do their part and and the wins just didn't show up you know hats off to those older guys like like jeremy lewis and julius wood and jack powers who you know going there last time through it i think sometimes when you go through uh, a season like that and you're a younger guy you're like well i always got the following year i got some time right. down the road but when you're an older guy that can be really frustrating i think they did a really good job of exactly what you said controlling the controllables focus on what was in front of them not focus on the past and just trying to find a way to win a game or make a play to help our team win a game and that's what we always talk about in the defensive room is it it takes all of us it takes all of us pulling in the same direction staying together pulling together and if we do that we'll give ourselves a chance to win yeah just uh great performances on the field last year and and when i was talking to coach houston we focus so much this offseason about the offense it's not guaranteed your defense is going to go out there and be good you got to keep working and keep bringing in guys so coach what uh returners are you excited about and then who are some of the newcomers you're excited about on this roster yeah you know there's there's a bunch of guys and i think one thing we've been able to do defensively is play some depth guys over the last couple of years mm-hmm. we'll play you know 19 to 22 guys um, and some of that's just building depth. So when you have a guy leave the graduation or a guy move on, you've got some guys who have played. So, um, you know, our, our front is really exciting. You know, Ch- yeah. Chad Stevens, J.D. Lampley, Elijah Morris, uh, Sue Red Ware, Deontay Johnson, uh, C.J., all those guys up front are really excited about. Sam Sam Danka is going to be a guy there, outside backer, that was really behind Jeremy and Jack, Jack uh, Powers that's going to, you know, kind of be a guy. Uh, so all those guys are back. Really excited about them. Thank God, um, Siobhan Revels back. You know he he makes us all a better coach every day. Um, but in, and then we got some guys that, as you said, as you mentioned, kind of joined our program and I think are doing a good job of fitting in and, and kind of learning the system and showing that you know they may be a guy we can count on. Uh, Drew Wilson Lamp from from West Virginia is a corner that is going to look like Siobhan has that length, has that speed. You know, really excited about him. Um, you know, Day Day Wilson, that linebacker, you know, fired up about him. Raheem Craig is going to play our outside backer, and just he's shown some twitch and, and able to do some things 
uh, there from an outside backer spot that I think would be really helping us. Uh, did you see your guys dancing at the basketball game, Coach? I, I did. I, we actually put that on the uh, in our meeting room. I red dotted all of them. So a green dot's like, hey, you're doing something good. A red dot, like <laughs> I said, hey, you guys, you guys got to work on your dance moves. Well, my dad and I were trying to figure out who uh, who one of the guys that did the flips was yeah. the lamp kid. That, that was him. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. A welcome to Pirate Nation. A nice flip. That, that was. Dances. I said, hey, why don't we get a few picks and you do that flip again? <laughs> there you go. Man, that D-line you just rattled off, uh, some great names and great to have those guys back, and it all starts there. And Coach, it might have been your first year here. It might have been even the year before you came. I just remember East Carolina loaded up on D-line in recruiting and almost said, look, we might miss on a couple, but we're going to hit on a right. few of these, and we're going to start here. And that has paid off here all these years later. That is a major strength. It has. That, that was the same year I came in. I okay. came in with all those guys in, in 2020, and uh, we all got here up before the pandemic started. And, you know, those guys, our program and our culture and what they're right in the center in front of it, and they kind of lead the way defensively for us. Uh, you can ask a question if you want to get one in on YouTube, Facebook. Jamie says, I don't really have any questions because I know the defense is good to go. He said, hopefully the uh, players uh, have bought in 100% uh, to Coach Harrell. I know that's for a fact, talking to the guys. that You have a great, uh, I think, line of communication with the guys, Coach, uh, from what I understand, and they trust you, and, and you put your trust into them. Yeah, and I think what we got to be careful of, and, and we talked about this, I think we were 37th in the nation in total defense and scoring defense, which you know a lot of places that we satisfied and complacent with that. we got to make sure we're not sitting back. We, you know, I think we learned that more than anything from last season is we got to go attack we got to make sure we're working harder than ever and i think that they are our guys are you know they don't care about what we're ranked in the nation defensively they care about wins and losses they don't want to see two wins ever again they want to go get wins and put w's on the board so they're working their tails off to make sure that happens and we as coaches are as well and one thing coach houston said multiple times when we talked to him last week he wants that same aggressiveness that your guys show up with every day of practice to come from the offense and really make those practices a battle so i, I can't wait to the spring and hear you and john david baker going back and forth and the players going back and forth but it sounds like you guys have kind of set the tone set the tempo now this offense needs to to match that this offseason yeah i remember when i first came in holt nailers you know he, he made you better every day <laughs> right and i'm excited about that for our offense i think whether you're in a position room you know you're at uh, within your job at work, if you've got competition, it forces you to be better. Right. You know, if that's a uh, you know two corners going at it to see who's going to be the starter, it forces them to raise their game and be better. You know, if we're in the real world and we're in sales and you're doing a pretty good job, it's going to force me to go out there and sell a little bit more. I think same thing offensively, defensively. Yeah. If um, you know if we're doing a really good job defensively, I think our offense has to raise their game and vice versa. So yeah, excited about it this spring. That's a good point. I mean, uh, there were days probably where Donnie and Holton and those guys. We're, we're taking it to you there's no question <laughs> and uh great to have john david baker in i will miss donnie personally just he's such a great dude and um i, I know you spoke about that uh, after the news that i mean they don't really come better than donnie kirkpatrick no, he, the man he's good, he's good people him yeah. and his wife both and 
he was really good to me and him and Misty was as well. It was good to my wife and you know, we would appreciate everything he did for us. Uh how about J D B? What have you seen from uh from him early on? What do you like about yeah, him? Just, just excited about the way he's got that offense, you know, those players, you know, excited to take the field for him and uh the things he's bringing to our offense and, and you know, we we had a few workouts and just the pace they go out about their business. I think defense is gonna force us to to uh, have some urgency about some things we do. So I'm excited about that. And one new member, uh, I believe, on the – well, actually, a couple now, but uh, one new member on the defensive staff is a a pirate legend, uh, Damon Magazoo, who uh, folks were really excited to have back. And he's done a, a great job as a young coach and now comes back to take over uh, in, in the defensive backfield. How about Coach Magazoo? And uh, how, how are you getting along with him so far? Fired, fired up about Coach Magazoo. Yeah. He fit, you know, he fits in uh, – right away just like we we all knew he would and he's a pirate through and through and cares so much about this place and i think when the interview process was going on i told him i said that we always show your highlight you know with the pick at nc state so if you'll get your players to make those same type of highlights then i think you'll be a pretty good coach (laughs) <laughs> yeah no doubt and uh man he has been uh he, he was a great player here he was one of those uh, we used the like coach on the field terms yeah. even when he was yeah. here his dad coached in the nfl of course so seems to be a, a fit and then you had to uh to add a, a coach recently right with the tim douse exit yeah so Co- coach douse you know can't say enough awesome things about him and just the you know not only the type of coach he was but the type of man he is and the family man and husband and, and uh, dad. But, you know, it's sad to see him go. But I think any time you lose coaches or somebody is and thinks enough of your program or what, what that individual has done to right. kind of uh, take them, I think that's a compliment to your, to your success here. Uh, but really fired up about Rico Zachary and, and just, um, you know, what, what he could be in our program. I've, I've worked at him at Kennesaw State, and uh, just he's, he fits that same mold as Coach Doust. Uh, so super excited to get him here. I think last time we, we coached together, uh, the, his defensive end and his outside backer were all, both all-conference. So I said, all hey, right. we expect that too. So just bring that to us. And, and he's got a really good room there. Speaking of Kennesaw State, uh, Austin on YouTube said, uh, been an ECU fan his whole life, was raised an ECU kid, uh, being the son of a grad. But Kennesaw State is his alma mater, and uh, he knew of Blake Harrell before Blake Harrell came to East Carolina. So uh, some KSU ties there. The Owls. Yeah. yeah. And uh, by the way, their, their basketball coach, which I was talking – I remember last year, I think I sent you a message like, Kennesaw State going to the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Well, now South Florida brought in their coach, Abdurrahim, and they are first place in basketball. I saw that. I it's, didn't realize that's where he landed. But, yeah. yeah. Well, good for him. <laughs> I mean, you know. they came here and whooped us uh, in Menjis. They are playing awesome. So – Kennesaw State, uh, they are uh, they're D one now, right? So, yeah, so they're in making football. The, in football. They just made the transition from FCS, and they'll be FBS. in Conference USA uh, next year. So. Uh, and you have the transition sometimes can go so we'll, we'll be excited to see them and I'm sure they're excited to go ahead and make that jump and, and go from there I've seen a lot so coach just curious did you ever play the uh, the video game I mean you're a real life coach oh, yeah, did you ever yeah. play college football heck yeah that was my I played that way more than Madden you know <laughs> create your dynasty oh you create your dynasty you can run on whatever offense you want and, and do some different things but that, I was way more into that than I was Madden for sure well that's interesting what offense did a defensive coordinator run what was your offense on the game <laughs> you know I, I, it was mostly run the football <laughs> it was just power yeah run, run less plays on defense right <laughs> um but no it, so coach Ted, and we were young coaches back then 
uh, we're talking 15 years ago, and Coach Tess always would run the triple option. It oh, didn't yeah. matter. He'd go get Oregon's offense and run the run triple, the triple option. option. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. That game is coming back. I've seen a lot of people say they're going to take Kennesaw State and uh, take them to the promised land in college <laughs> football. So looking forward to that this summer. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Coach Harrell. If you got a question, you can get it in on Facebook, YouTube, or X. We'll be back with the defensive coordinator of the Pirates when we return after this. Sex and aeroplane, and it works just not a brain. I have a hurricane, listen to yourself, turn across, if it's on deep, tell me, send me wrong, you can beat it up and booty hoo! You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Jamie says, I've heard Mike McDaniel talk about it. Madden and those games help kids who turn into players and coaches learn football schemes at an uh, early age and i have hypothesized i don't think it's coincidence that all these young coaches from the video game era are coaching now and you see more people going for it and and doing things that aren't we didn't traditionally see (laughs) in football you think there's any correlation there coach i I don't know (laughs) possibly i I do think though i think uh some of our guys just that is the way they you know they don't watch as much football as maybe we did back in the day but they play more video football games and that's that's kind of where they learn some of their terminology and football iq which is fine uh coach i always hear that coaches take things from what they've learned and then add their own wrinkles so who are your kind of mentors and and guys you really looked up to and learned from in the coaching game yeah i think you do that every year you you've kind of evaluate what you've done hey how can we add some few wrinkles here and there and how can we be better and and for the following following season and, and some of that's just been you know with the, with our staff the way we've been together over the years and you know just coming up with new th- thoughts in the office just sitting around and with coach houston in there and coach tesh in there and other guys and just going bouncing things back and forth and how we could adjust it to be better um you know early on you know jeff collins was a guy that coached me in high school um, oh, wow. And just stay, stayed in contact with him over the years. I think he's at the University of North Carolina now. Um, but he, he's had some really good defense over the years when he was at Florida and places like that. Alice Grinch was kind enough to meet me at one time. Uh, a, a guy that GA'd for us at one time is, is now at Ohio State, Matt Guerrero. You know, so you have like mentors and friends that you get on the phone and talk ball with that, you know, across the country, that whether they're DCs or head coaches, and just kind of, hey, how are you guys defending this? How are y'all doing this? And maybe you take something from them and make it your own, or at least it gives you a different viewpoint, different perspective as well. I guess those friendships are easier when you're non-conference, right? Like that's you, that's correct. Yeah, you know, I, me, me and Brian Newberry, we'll talk, we'll right. talk, but very rarely do we talk football. You know, it's it's mostly just, you know, how's the family type doing type thing. It's it's 
hard to talk about how we're defending uh, each other or SMU or whoever it may be. Well, you know, Navy, uh, man, you guys did a great job against that option attack. And now with Army coming into the league, from what I understand, it's a little bit different, right? But what? how how does Navy and Army different, yeah. differ? You know, they they all say they're different. So, <laughs> uh, But I, I think there will be some aspects that are similar. Yeah. Um, you know they're all going to run the dive, and, and you'll see them under center at times, and you'll see them with little slot backs in there. But I think uh, Coach Drew Chronic, compared to what uh, Cody Worley has done, is, it will be a little bit different. Uh, Drew Chronic, we actually went against him when I was at the Citadel. He was at Furman, and then uh, Cody Worley was on that Kennesaw State staff as well. So very familiar with both those offense coordinators. Uh, Mike P is a lacrosse guy. Loves bringing up lacrosse. He said ECU has a club men's lacrosse team. Uh, the coaches scout any of those guys as walk-ons? We, we never have, you know. But I tell you what, when I was a, a Division two coach, we had these two linebackers. They were twins, and uh, part of the reason we got them to come to Lenore Ryan was we had a lacrosse team, so they got to play lacrosse and football. And, and for the first time, you know, being in the South, you don't grow up watching lacrosse. Right. I went out there and watched them. It was pretty physical, yeah. and I enjoyed I enjoyed watching them get after it. <laughs> you, you mentioned your uh, playing days. What position did you play, Coach? You know, I, I was all over. <laughs> I was going to say I, I guarded the uh, water bucket. <laughs> but defensively, like an outside backer, you know, and all, offensively I played some quarterback, started a few games there, played some running back, played some receivers, so it's just kind of bouncing around. Uh, Coach Greg Hudson, former ECU defensive coordinator, joins us on Thursdays, and he has been a defensive coordinator, a linebackers coach. He coached the, the O-line back in the day and yeah. said he enjoyed that to to kind of learn from a defensive perspective what the O-line's doing. So right. have you coached offense at all sure in your career? So my, my very first job, I was the uh, JV high school offensive coordinator. Okay. You know? And that, back in those days, we only had three coaches. So, uh, you know, on defense, you had to coach the whole back end. Offense, you had to coach all the skilled guys. So, And I got a couple of plays on the offense, which, which was pretty, you know, one of the reasons I got into this thing. Was run cool. left, run right? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty simple back then. <laughs> that was 1997, 98, I guess. And now, man, and I'm sure some teams maybe were throwing it in that. You go to a high school game now, they are chunking it around. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think if I didn't have a quarterback, I'd probably be handing the ball off and do some different things. But you see a lot of that. Yeah, I, I, there was a time where I wondered if defenses would ever be able to to kind of keep up with what the offenses are doing, and I don't know if we're fully there, but it feels like teams have kind of caught up to the spread, and and yeah. and there is always a, a cyclical, right? Like cycles with it, these. It things. all goes in circles. Yeah, it all goes in cycles. Like what you said, it used to be you would never see anybody under center again, and now you're starting to see guys get under center. We start to see some teams huddle. And, you know, for forever it was, hey, we're going to spread you out. We're going to give you, you know, 10 personnel pitchers, go fast, tempo. And now you're starting to see teams kind of NFL-style huddle, motion shifts, trades. Uh, and I think everything has its advantages and disadvantages, but you're starting to see more of that. A popular uh, discussion on every fifth-quarter call-in show we have is, you know, why did we not go under center on fourth and inches and things like that? So, you know, I'm watching the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and it's fourth and one, and Mahomes is in the shotgun, and he, what, fakes the handoff and runs it for a first down. So even NFL teams, the best teams, are are going shotgun on fourth and short. As a defensive coach, what's is there just too much mass in the middle? Is that why you do that? Well, What's your yeah, take on I, that? I, th- I think you can, um, you know, you can have different outcomes if if you feel like you can get a push in there. I think you know maybe the old tush push is pretty. The good. Eagles are pretty good yeah, with that. Yeah. If uh, you don't feel like you can move some, you know, they have some guys in there who can't move, then maybe you should go to the outside. So, uh, you know, defensively, I think you got to prepare for all of it, and obviously they get under center, then then you're prepared for the sneak, and you got some ways to defend that. 
Um, and, and if there's anything going, you gotta you gotta be ready for some other stuff. So uh, keep you on your toes. And you guys have been famous for those uh, goal line stands. Of course, NC State yeah. maybe most famously, but had a ton of those a couple years ago. And uh, good on fourth down. And that's uh, you guys work on that, the, right? The last two years, I think this year we're top twenty in the nation in fourth down defense and just the uh, short yardage plays we've made. And I think it's really a mindset to our you know that our players develop. And so hats off to those guys that just hey you know it's short yardage just go time we're gonna go go attack you uh jamie says what type of quarterback is tougher to defend tom brady or patrick mahomes <laughs> i know <laughs> well, you don't want to see either one of them that's two hall of fame guys <laughs> i don't want to see any you know any of those type of guys you know i, I think they hurt you in different ways you know mahomes is a, is a guy that he can still get free make move the pocket you know get away from a a, a, a uh, would-be sack in the backfield and where brady i think you know seen so much in the game that he, he's really good at just knowing where to go to the football jamie says slowly building his case that mahomes is better than brady i mean look mahomes is 28 and i know we just came off the greatest quarterback of all time with brady but I'm I'm about ready to start that discussion with my. It's incredible if he can do what he's done. You know, yeah. again for the next couple of years, certainly. Why not? Uh, who was who was your uh, who was the best quarterback before Brady, Coach Harrell? Uh, you know, I was I was Monta- a Pey- I was a Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. Fan, fan growing up. Yeah. but before that era, yeah, I would John Elway, you know, Joe Montana, Dan Reno never won one, but he was pretty good. Um, Kenny's asking if you're a beach or a river guy. I think probably the beach. All right. Uh, yeah. Going with the beach there. You guys get very, very little time to uh, to get away, right? Yeah. That comes up later this yeah. calendar year, but you uh, you take advantage of when you can, I guess, that, right? That's right. I'd really be a late guy, to be honest, if I had to okay. choose one. Up in the mountains, you don't, you're don't you not really close to the beach, so uh, we go to the lake in the summertime and, and enjoy that. Heard uh, Alex asking about mat drills during the break, so how about this time of year, But right before spring ball, what are you kind of working on, focusing on with the coaches and, and maybe the players? Yeah, so, so mat drills are morning runs or, or coaches led runs that uh, we go like do some station work and and really you're teaching you know kind of the core of your program you're teaching a hey, attention to detail uh mental and physical toughness you know i ask our players all this time why do we do mad drills they'll name those things they'll name like coach i want to see who's out there that you know i can count on when it's fourth and one third and one who, who can i be in the foxhole with so i think we're teaching all those fundamentals of uh, of our program that we're going to fall back on next fall yeah that's good uh, good bonding uh you get to know uh yeah who you're in those holes with. that's awesome uh and then spring ball coach what are you looking forward to the most uh coach houston said uh, once again he wants that offense to bring it every day yeah. to the defense uh, and i know you want the same for your guys no doubt and i think uh, one, one of our big goals in the spring is developing our players. You know, not worried about our scheme. We're going to keep it very simple, but we want to develop our culture, uh, which is a where effort-based defense is going to play fast. Well, if we want to do that, let's keep the scheme to a minimum in the spring. Let's just go develop players and making sure we can develop them to play fast, play physical, create turnovers. I, I hate, I think this way, but when Siobhan revels on national TV and having maybe his best game of the year yeah. and everybody's watching, I'm like, uh, who's who's coming coming to poach this guy? I mean, yeah. I, you. You, you got a million things to think about but that's kind of the reality so how different is it today than when you first got into it coaching with the, the portal and everything you, you know that that certainly happens and you certainly go through your thought but i think you you got to keep focus on in a little bit what you talked about earlier like what's in front of you what you can control yeah and i think what you can control is doing things the right way and the relationships you build with young men 
um, and treating them the right way and, and making sure they're excited to play for your program and your defense and, and, and enjoy each other and know that they're cared about here, they're loved, and, and they're valued. And I think if you can do those things, that's what you control. And if something else goes, is beyond that, it's beyond that. Yeah, and I mean, it's uncomfortable to have those conversations. Do you do those conversations come up with you and the guys like during the season, the off season, or Yeah, I, th- I think more in the off season than yeah. in the season. I think in the season you're so worried about just uh, – you know, focusing on the next opponent, doing your yeah. job. You know, and, and somewhat sometimes it doesn't come up in the off season, but you certainly certainly do have some conversations. Yeah, you really don't have a lot of time for anything during the season, do you? I mean, it is like flip the page to the next. Yeah, one. yeah, it's, it's you get so programmed in, like it's what, what's next. Yeah, uh, Tyler brings up Michigan goal line stand. Yeah, I mean the the, the goal line stands, the fourth downs uh, have been great here with this East Carolina defense, and looking forward to another year. Are you still, Coach, looking to to add some wrinkles? You do that every year, yeah. I guess. Yeah, you're going to do that every year, and some of it's maybe something you haven't done for a few years, and you're pulling that back out, or some sometimes it's something like, hey, I think this would be really good for our personnel. You know, obviously our personnel is going to change a little bit. Uh, you're losing Jamie Lewis. You're losing Julius Wood. Yeah. But hey, what's the strength of Sam Dank or Raheem Craig or J.D. Lampley or Mike Edwards or Dontavious Nash or Jordan? Huff? What's their strengths? What do they do well? So let's make sure we're we're fitting those guys and putting them in, in positions they can make plays. So, but definitely definitely always looking to do that. And, and you know you always want to stay aggressive and and play the way you play. But you got to find things that that fit you and fit within that scheme and fit your players. Uh, finally, Coach, uh, you, you saw at least. A a little bit of Chandler and I's athleticism on yeah. display in a basketball game, and uh, you told Chandler you you want to be a part of a three point contest. Well, I, I really just came in here today to talk about baseball yesterday. Then I want to talk about three point contest. <laughs> make make sure you guys are up for the challenge. Okay, we're up for it. Uh, you said you you love playing basketball back in the day. Right? Yeah, I think I scored one, maybe two points in high school. Okay, well, I, I had uh, a free throw. Uh, that, hey. but I had a lot of assists. Okay, yeah, Stockton-esque <laughs> out there. Yeah, as a defensive guy. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get that done. If you could get us in the uh, ECU practice gym, that'd be great. I don't but, know uh, how much I pull I have over there. <laughs> well, hey, we'll find a gym and a ball, and uh, we'll have a three-point contest. See let's, how we do. Let's do it. That's Because you get me running or jogging or doing anything, I'm in trouble. But I think if I can just stand and shoot, yeah. I got a shot. Yeah, I, so. I used to like get up and down the court a little bit. Now it's, I'm, I'm with you. It's, I'm three-point contest up my alley. Stationary three-point contest right. will be a go. All right, well, Coach, uh, have a, a great spring, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you out there. But appreciate you joining us today, man. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Blake Harrell, East Carolina defensive coordinator. Uh, we'll have that three-point contest on video sometime soon uh, for you as well. When we return, we will talk some baseball. Jacob Jenkins-Coward will join us to talk about the thrilling win on Sunday, the series win over North Carolina. When we return, more to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. You know, you know. Stop. Check out the hits.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And the Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of pirates. Uh, They are open seven days a week with live music every night with the best lineup of bands on the weekends. And ladies get in free. Sunday Fun Day rolls along with free pizza all day and cornhole tournaments starting at 3 o'clock. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram for the latest on the music lineups. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Great to have Coach Blake Harrell on talk a little football. We'll now get back into baseball talk for the final uh, segment here of Pirate Radio Live with Jacob Jenkins Cowart, who joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios, coming off a thrilling weekend series with the Tar Heels uh, of North Carolina and a series that the Pirates won in dramatic fashion on Sunday. JC, uh, welcome in. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Great to be here. And uh, yeah, I know you're a little tired. I didn't even, I forgot about the travel too. Like you're going from ballpark to ballpark to ballpark in addition to playing all those innings. So you uh you pretty exhausted at this point yeah yeah sunday uh at our place didn't even feel like a sunday because we like traveled home the night before and then got up and played it it felt weird because <laughs> you know the past two years we've been trying to find the neutral site but it hadn't worked out so we've done like the two at one place right. one at the other but this year it worked out so you got to see a lot of fans down in fayetteville for a pirate win and then uh it was a zoo yesterday oh yeah it was uh no i i could tell pregame that or uh, right when we went out for the national anthem, I knew it was gonna it was a sellout or as a uh, a record because like like we talked about the rose in the jungle like it was it was extremely deep, and that fired you up because I saw a video of you going out to right field and you you had some pump ups and then a yeah. nice woo like a Ric Flair woo yeah, as well yeah I, I, that, that's very common. <laughs> And you got the uh, the party started uh, with a, a base hit in the left field that scored two runs. And later in the game, uh, lined one down the right field line. Uh, just so many heroes, and you were one of them on a Sunday. But how about your A-Bs? Uh, how were you feeling at the plate all weekend, really? Yeah, I, th- I think I was seeing it well. Um, wasn't trying to you know do too much. It really hit the ball in the air that much, which is uh, a good sign when we're facing high-level pitching. You want to you know, stay on a line and i think the 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 plans that especially henry and koshi put together they were very easy to follow to a t and we executed them well now uh, you had a couple in the air against Ryder. did you hit two against Ryder? yeah one was the classic jc moonshot and then you hit one on a line that was like yeah. well, i think we've talked about usually your dingers are the the high Super ones high on uh but you hit dated yeah. <laughs> you hit uh hit one on the line too though that'd feel good yeah yeah no that's that was probably you know, one that's not very common, so right. gets me going a little bit. Uh, and man, yesterday, how about Luke Nowak hitting his first? What was that I'll like? tell you what, uh, I've never seen that much emotion out of the kid. I mean, you saw his post-game interview. Yeah. He had the straightest face out of any post-game interview. <laughs> and I don't know, man, I've never seen him, seen him like that. It was really, really awesome to see. He's going to be a fan favorite if he isn't already because in his post-game interview, he talked about how he didn't like North Carolina and all those other guys. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, we talked about that in the group, the team group chat, how he said all that. And he said, 
I can't stand him. <laughs> didn't flinch no. at all. <laughs> and I got to tell you, as fans, uh, they, they want to hear that stuff. Yeah. So that 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 was really cool. Um, boy, the, there's so many bullet points to hit. Starting pitching, Dixon talked about how awesome it is when your guys rolling because like the innings are so short you're right. in and out like you feel that way in right field absolutely um the jogs start to pile up though <laughs> so the less time that, that we're standing out there i mean it just keeps the bats hotter it, it's literally a, a direct correlation and it felt like one outdid the other like it was a challenge like your savage throws a gym Root comes out the next day, says, "Watch this," and then Jake Hunter does this. I mean, it was it was incredible. It's it's pretty pretty as ideal as you could get. Yeah, I mean, it was really fun to watch. And uh, Pirates got it done on the mound, and certainly with the bats, uh, got rolling on Saturday, and then uh, on and and I feel like even Friday, maybe it was Starling had uh, a few good shots that went to people. So like it felt like it was coming, and it, it opened up. What's it feel like when it finally gets opened up? on a saturday and you get some runs on the board yeah i mean friday we so we aim for 25 quality at bats so like a hard line out is, is a quality right. at bat. so friday we had 15 quality at bats through five innings and i mean their starter had really good stuff but we were really on them just the old atom ball yeah you know what i'm saying just hitting them right at people and um we didn't let the uh you know the low number of hits or runs deter us from saturday we stuck to it and it was good to see him see him hit the grass yeah and i asked dixon about this so that was coming off a campbell loss so two losses in a row early in the year is it like too early for a a come to jesus meeting a players meeting or do you just kind of go out there and do what you do you know i mean we had a uh we had a meeting uh, a team meeting too we do we do game notes after every game so we had a meeting after the Campbell game to discuss the uh, the mental errors, the the defensive right. mistakes. But after Friday's game, it was uh, the the pregame meeting Saturday was you know we we're doing all the right things, um, and and eventually it's going to fall if we keep sticking to the process. Man, you made a catch yesterday on a ball that looked like it was going out late in the game. Do you remember yeah, what I'm talking? Yeah, I thought and, it was going out. Yeah, and to make just to make that play with with all the stress like are you feeling that as the ball's in the air are you yeah, able to my first instinct well that's the kid he'd already hit a homer i mean he came off the bench i don't know why he's not in the lineup <laughs> i'm assuming he will be going forward right but um he hit the homer to left and then he comes up and hits that one it's i immediately just you know busted it to the wall and realized that i had a little bit of room but um no i was off the bat i was like all right here we go let's go make a play it felt like a dang well it felt like a regional game because of the crowd but also all the the home runs and everything felt like we were playing in the summer or something yeah i felt i mean and the wind wasn't even really blowing like like it does you know in april and may but i mean the ball was fine uh man awesome uh to get that w so what was uh, was today like a recovery day or what kind yeah, of work yeah, did we, you get into we didn't practice we just uh we just lifted um but i mean just about and what's really um, really encouraging about this year's squad. I mean, every uh, just about every position player is in the cages hitting today on their own optional. I mean, nobody's told, we, we didn't have to be at the field at all until lift. And I mean, it just about everybody's there early getting some, some kind of work in. So that was really good to see. And then we got a good lift in. Uh, again, mentioning all the heroes, what was it like to see the uh, the young freshman Bristol Carter yeah. get the game yeah, winner? Yeah. He's worked his butt off, and obviously the the adversity he he kind of had on Friday yeah. um, kept his head up. And uh, you know the coaches have been trying to get him to you know let the ball get deep, travel, hit hit the ball to right field, and that's his uh, 
the first ball he's hit to right field. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it paid off. It was a it was a big one. Uh, to Dixon Williams wanted the opportunity to get up there, mm-hmm. but uh, they walked him and uh, Bristol Carter with the game winner and the Pirates knock off North Carolina. Took two of three from the Tar Heels, and I don't know. It can is game to game momentum a thing in Absolutely. baseball? Yeah, I mean you win that game, we win that game at Segra, and I mean. It's kind of scripted. We're coming back to Greenville in front of a record crowd. You felt it. Yeah. I mean, and they, I mean, UNC's a great team, man. They put up one heck of a fight. I mean, and I just think at the end of the day, we were able to execute better and we had our home field advantage. We needed all 6,017 fans. And then uh, we were able to get the job done. Tyler says JC always has great energy. Um, and Jamie talking about feeding off of uh, of that energy. He also has that's a good question. Uh, do you get the ball for Bristol? Like, does he have that ball, or does that ball get lost into the ether? You don't know. Do question. you have the any balls? I saw it. It was in their right fielder's glove. Right. I think my microphone turned off. No, you're good. Yeah, am I? I can't hear anything. Your headphones are off. Yeah. Okay, that's a problem. There we go. There we go. We're All right, back. cool. We're back. Do you have any uh, like game balls from ECU? I have my first career home run ball, and actually, my parents have it. But um, cool. the people in the jungle were kind enough to get, hand it back to me. Awesome. But that's the only the only one that I have. Yeah, that's a good one to have. Uh, if you got a question for JC, we'll be here another five minutes or so. You can get it in on Facebook, on uh, YouTube or x uh josh says great game jacob keep grinding brother and uh it is a grind once you get into it right like we're talking with dixon the first five game week coming up next week uh but this week you travel on the road come back you got the keith leclerc classic so there's not a ton of time to kind of you know breathe here during the season um you know you take your off days as, as best you can i mean you get your work in but you really in off days and off day i mean I'm do, I've been doing my best to stay off my feet today, um, and then tomorrow we'll we'll get on the road, and the bus is your rest time, so you, you get your rest on the bus and then get ready to go. Is an off day for JC different in year three than it was year one? Like, did you have to learn how to take an off day? Because the way Absolutely. you said that, you were so, like, yeah. So, off day is my freshman year, and I'd say I, I would sleep as much as I could, but I, that's really not beneficial for, um, as much as you would think. Um, sleeping all day decreases the sleep you're going to get at night. So I, I still wake up in a timely manner, um, obviously go to class, but take extra steps just for bodily recovery. Stuff and like you, you did mention uh, you were happy and I guess proud that you didn't lose any weight. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, gained two pounds. So you're trying to absolutely keep trying to keep on. the weight on. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's a grind. So the first weekend, you said you lost. I lost four or five. Hmm. I sweat. I sweat a lot, and it goes to show that I did not do enough Sunday night to put the weight back on. <laughs> I mean, Sunday night is sometimes harder than the game. Just Man, eating really? Yeah. But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I, I can show you a few tips if you need them. Uh, Kenny said, we saw you running back towards the wall and were like, poop emoji. Then you started going forward and made the catch. Yeah, that is always dangerous. Sometimes we don't we don't get to see the flight of the ball, so we're looking at the outfielder. Mm-hmm. So when we see you pull up, that's a good sign. Um, let's see. Pike was two rows away from the field beside the Pirates dugout. Enjoyed there not being a wall between the seats and the field. 
I don't know what he's trying to say. Yes. Sorry. Yes, correct. Um, man, awesome crowd, though, uh, yesterday. Jacob, and I hope to see some of those coming up. What does uh, wearing that 23 jersey mean to you as a Pirate player for the Keith LeClaire Classic coming up? You know, I think it's uh, just a sign of and a, a representation of what the program is built on. Um, obviously, coming in, um, not a lot of knowledge on the history, but, sure. I mean, that is – I mean, one thing we do in the fall is we – we go through what this program's built on, and and we embrace it and continue to build that legacy. So it's it's really um, an honor to, to represent it. And it's it's, it's got to be cool, right? That Cliff is he's coaching for himself, he's coaching for you guys, but he's also coaching for his old coach Absolutely. Keith LeClaire to yeah. this day. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Maybe he's talking about Fayetteville. Did JC like the field not having a wall between f- field and fans? Is he talking about Fayetteville there? Uh. Oh, what'd like you think it, of that ballpark? It's 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 like it? top tier, yeah. Um, I wish it was the entire thing was rotated 180 degrees because the sun sets right over the the plate, so mm. <laughs> it, it got hard to see there. Weird shadows or whatever. Yeah, just just the sun and the eyes of the outfielders, but no, really good spot they got out there. You, uh, oh man, I like this kid. Uh, the Jackson DiLorenzo Pirate fans are excited to see. Man. See the thickness on the mound. How about that kid? It's like a little mini fridge out there. He is. He is the strongest dude I know, too. I'm talking about like 600 pound deadlifts. Damn. I love his, like, he was he was fired up, oh, too. Yeah. It didn't seem like the moment was too no. big for him. Mm-mm. And I've seen, like, people are going to be a little weary of the bullpen when they give up runs, but like, I'm trying to talk them off a cliff. You're not going to see bats like Campbell in North Carolina every game. And look what you guys did to North Carolina's bullpen. They're supposed to have a good bullpen, right? Yeah, you it's guys... also week two, and um, our starters go seven innings every day. Every every day, so I mean, like, not everybody gets a chance to pitch every weekend. I mean, so I mean, some like Corey, no Corey and Delo. I mean, they they pitched, you know, Friday night, but of the opener, but they hadn't pitched since. So I mean, you, you think about that. Uh, Kenny brings up a good point. You, you want to try some zucchini bread? We got some here that uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, sure yeah. Alex Harper's girlfriend made. All right, we'll get him some zucchini bread before he leaves. Well, my parents make that. All right, yeah. Hey, this is good. I've never had it before. I, I gave it a five out of five. It is awesome. We're going out of five now. Well, ten out of ten, twelve out of twelve. Okay, I was wondering. Twenty-three out of twenty-three. This is interesting. <laughs> uh, we are out of time with Jacob Jenkins Cowart. I wish we had more time, but thank you for being here today. Uh, Jacob, uh, ready for the trip tomorrow? Absolutely. ODU? Yep. Got to take them boys down. All right, here comes your uh, zucchini bread. We'll take a break, come back, and get ready to wrap up Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a rough day for the stock market uh, to kick off the week. The Dow was down 62 points at 39,069. The Nasdaq was down 20 at 15,976. 
The S&P was also down 19 points at 5,069. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. All righty, wrapping it up. Cass says, great show. I feel like we touched a lot of basis on today's program, hit a lot of topics, ate some great zucchini bread, broke some bread with our uh, favorite people. So uh, thank you, Shirley, Alex, Zach Chandler, both Ellerbys, JC, Dixon Williams, Blake Harrell, Brian Bailey, for making it a great show. We will talk to you fine people coming up Tuesday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.